There we go. All right, we're live. What up? What's happening, brother? What's going on? Ah, well, you know, another week, another week down, and another uh, week to talk about, right? Yeah, absolutely, man. Good morning. Good morning. Coffee, so we, salute. Yeah, we we changed the name of this. So it it was uh something was I just threw it together because that's what I had called it uh, previously. But um, we're going with coast to coast elevated coffee talk because I always have my coffee. <laughs> I'm always elevated on Saturday morning. Mm. I'm on the west coast you're on the east coast so therefore coast to coast elevated coffee talk sounds good to me beautiful <clears throat> absolutely no because in no way are we considering ourselves elevated other than the fact that we have <laughs> i done I'm so how do you know what's going on right now smoked out <laughs> oh my god you bad people and your cannabis <laughs> gives you all these bad ideas and well speaking on that you know i was i was uh speaking to my cousin the other day and um i might have to bring that onto an episode as well so that people can hear but you know my cousin is an attorney out here in the tampa bay area Courtney oh yeah Benson. what kind of attorney uh a uh, defense attorney mm. so both federal and state so you know uh Shout out to Cuzzo, CMB Law for anybody here in the Bradington, Tampa area. But we were talking about that. We were talking about marijuana and such. And she was enlightening me on, on a rule change, a law change that the public really can't know about out here, you know. But it's now the smell of marijuana is not probable cause anymore. So it has to be the smell of marijuana and it just cannot be the smell of marijuana for cops to approach you anymore. And if I would have known that when them cops came out and snatched me out in Orlando, the way that they did over the smell of me just sitting there smoking a bowl in the, in the hotel parking lot at 10 30 at night by myself, I still had a lawsuit against those guys, but I had no, um, they caught me off guard, man, and and I allowed myself to be put in an emotional state, and and I just wasn't thinking, and I lost an opportunity. Mm. Yeah, it's uh, you know the whole the whole weed thing, man. I, it's always it's always been it's something that I've always consumed, and I've, it's always been a part of my life. But it's also been um, demonized quite a bit. And it it follows that same sort of you know thing that, that these that these power structures do, and they flip it, and so it's you know it's the opposite of what it is that that is being presented to us. So they present you know oh X Y and Z, but it's actually the opposite of that. You know what I mean? They come in as as oh we're trying to help you and 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 do this and do that and do this and do that and we just need you to buy in we need the buy-in from you from the public we care about you we love you we want to help you we want to make sure that you and your family are safe and secure oh they the honey that goes into your ears you know what i mean it sounds so amazing oh god i wish i could just be there how do i get a ticket mm -hmm. you know what i mean and it's yeah. 
And then it's the opposite of that. It's like, all right, well, now now we're gonna poison you and kill you. <laughs> Not that drastic, but I mean, sometimes it probably feels that way. In in a sense, no, absolutely. You know, because that's at the end of the day, it's all about fear mongering, right? Mm-hmm. So can... all of that, man. When you go, if you can go back, if people really don't know, right? You can go back. Look at the marketing back in the 30s and 40s, 50s, 60s against marijuana, right? This was the the Satan's drug. This was, you know, the devil's, the devil's weed. You were going to go crazy. It was going to make you, you know, do horrific satanic things. <laughs> come on. Yeah. Off the come cast. on, man. Come on. Come on. Yeah, some Mexicans I- like weed. Who cares? Doesn't mean that if, if anybody's ever smoked a joint or taken an edible and and not like fuck themselves off and ruined it for themselves by taking too much but if they actually got into that like sweet spot they would understand that this is something different you know what i mean it's something that expands your mind makes you think about stuff it it literally i mean especially if you take edibles man if that shit puts you in in such a sort of a, a space where you're just you're navigating your own mind and talking yourself down you know what i mean you're you're literally training yourself to go hey man this isn't real what you're experiencing right now is not real it's just the drug time will fix this right Mm -hmm. you just gotta wait that shit out (laughs) if if you're able to to sustain that way i mean there was there's been many fashions where um like you said i've had to talk myself down and and without realizing that that was the correct thing to do, I just really it was out of sheer uh, not wanting to to look like the clown at the party. You know what I mean? It was just mm-hmm. not wanting to embarrass myself. But in all actuality, because of that, I'm sitting on the couch, you know, and everything's boom, 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 boom. You know, as a teenager, and I'm sitting there, my legs are numb. You know, I I can remember this precisely. I had a piss. That's what it was. I had to get up and go to the bathroom and there, we're at this party and I'm sitting there. I'm like, man, I'm blazed, you know, so I and I have to be careful. So I'm patting my legs, making sure I got feeling in my legs. I'm stomping them on the ground a little bit, you know, and, and um, but I'm telling myself the whole time. You're OK. You're OK, man. You're OK. You got this. Yeah, but that's right. exactly it. All right, I'm trying to I'm trying to invite you onto this uh the TikTok because I'm over here now. Do I just push the invite button? All right, so anybody who's watching me and listening to this right now on TikTok, I'm not that savvy with this shit. <laughs> I'm still trying to I haven't even gotten to the TikTok yet. I'm still trying to share this out. We just jumped in and dove in and went head first. So I'm trying to share this out now through the platforms. And then um uh, and then I gotta go get my my um charging cable actually and then I don't, I don't, my coffee yeah because i don't see where oops i keep moving this shit away from these uh things i don't see where it says where you can have add, to come where you can add somebody when you go live mm-hmm. are you live right now yeah so down in the in your right hand corner somewhere somewhere around in there you should have a little button that says multi-guest or something like that and then when you hit that, oh it, yeah, there it goes right down there. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it tells me I can invite somebody, but does it give me a search option to who I can invite? Yeah, it should no, be it your friends. Viewers. Be, 
Yeah, I'll come on in here in one second. All right. So if you're watching on TikTok, what's up? Good morning. This is the, uh, uh, I'm the host of the Nowhere to Go But Up podcast. And Thomas Freemy over there is the host of the Thomas Freemy show on YouTube. And we decided we'd start a coast to coast elevated per or elevated coffee talk. We've been doing this for a couple of weeks. Last week it was Saturday morning perspectives. And so we finally settled on a, uh, on a, on a name. So we're going to go with coast to coast elevated coffee talk. And the reason why we say elevated coffee talk, everybody over on TikTok, is we is elevated today. And not meaning that we're super smart, because I'm not claiming to be super anything. <laughs> I, I, find, I find my information from credible sources out there that I've vetted through a lot of different, um, you know, one is a podcast, two is talking to a lot of different uh, alternative media sources and folks that I'm connected with. And we, here we go, and we decided that there's a lot of crazy shit going on right now, and there's not a lot of talk about it. And we decided that since we like talking about that kind of shit, that we do have conversations right in front of you, right out in the open for everybody to hear. And hopefully, and hopefully. We don't go too far down the line, and I get uh, I get suspended from uh, TikTok again because I just got off of a one week uh, sit down, <laughs> cool off. <laughs> sit your ass down, kid. Oh yeah, you 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 right wing nut job. You <laughs> well, I'm not right wing. I'm not anything. I'm politically homeless. I don't trust none of them dirtbags. Oh, I gotta come back out and come back in. I didn't hit my video. Uh oh. Can I change? Oh no, I can change it inside. Can I? So if you're watching on TikTok, if you want, you can come over to our YouTube channel and uh, let me go. If you go over to SeanDustin.com, you can find my YouTube stuff right right from there. My my YouTube channel link or oh, you know what? I can just if you go to YouTube, right? My handle is SeanDustin1. Or you just go to SeanDustin.com. You can find it there. But we're live streaming right now. So if you want to jump in the comments over on YouTube, uh, my Facebook channel, or my um, my Facebook page, that's where it's going down. And you know that StreamYard added a, a, um, a feature that means that you, I could allow you as my, as my guest to live stream this directly to your platforms through StreamYard. So that's pretty cool. Say that again. You'll, so we can, um, I can give you access to, I'm not sure where, where, where it is that you do it, but I read it the other day, that you can now, I'm live streaming to all my platforms. I can invite you through StreamYard to live stream to your platforms too. Before, like you can live stream this directly to your YouTube channel, directly to your Facebook channel, your Twitch channel, your whatever. Understood. And that and that is um that's what I'm really trying to do with my co-host on Thursday night because you know, uh my podcast is is um yes yeah, on YouTube, but I am proud to say now that I am a syndicated podcast. So 
I can be heard on every platform. Ooh. Um, but now, more importantly, I will be my Thursday night show, Thursday night get right, will be premiered on 88.5 WMNF here in the Tampa Bay area. So super excited about that. Um, just Sweet. growing, growing. You know, it's it's a shocker that we can talk about the prison industrial system the way that we can and, and get uh, notoriety for that, you know, and, and get syndicated for that. So that 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 shows that we're taking steps in the right direction so i'm i'm super happy about that and and that kind of um goes into what what we're going to talk about today with hunter biden and this laptop and him suing the the uh the laptop repairman mm, that's an interesting that's an interesting move what's well, a dirtbag move and it it speaks to the morality of the family you know <laughs> the crime Honestly. the crime family yeah, you know, because it's it's like why uh why are you gonna sue the 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 laptop repair man? You know, for what? Come on. You knew what you were doing and you knew what you were doing was 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 violating America. You're just mad because you there's pictures of you looking like a you know, laying in bed with a crack pipe hanging out of your mouth and all the things that you were doing with those kids. In a crack you know? pipe hanging from your other thing. In a crackhead yeah. hanging from your other thing. President's son. Yeah. You know, I was there there's just so much wrong with that. You know what I mean? That that just him alone just him being that is is a uh, a security concern. You know what I mean for the for the nation because that's a weak spot that's a weak point in in the uh, in the president's whatever you know what I mean because you're gonna do whatever you got to do for your kid right uh, maybe maybe I don't know these folks they they tend to use their their children for things not not necessarily uh, like what something you and I would would do as a regular person. No, I mean that's true, but you know, if if I was the public, if I if I was the 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 public guy, right, I would take advantage of that because I, I see this as this is this is the issue in America. How many of <clears throat> how many of our children are addicted, right? So and 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 the president's son is addicted, so it would give him a camaraderie with the issues going on here in America because it, 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 you know, but instead of hiding it or lying against it, you know, for this, this image thing, you know, this is why we are where we are because we're, we're worried about our image first over what the actual issue is, you know? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for those of you out there, I mean, don't, don't, I'm not taking any sides. I think there's, there's a couple of different, um, there's a different, like there's questions here right there's questions of should this individual be protected under whistleblower <laughs> um law right or did the did the did the laptop repairman exceed his authority in getting into the into the laptop right now did you did he get in now so here here's abandonment right so if you abandon said laptop and don't come in to get it, you don't 
you don't answer any calls, you don't return messages, you don't do any of that stuff, right? So now here's this laptop that's it's unclaimed. You know whose it is, but it's unclaimed at this point, right? You're not getting paid for it. You're not anything. So you've done the work. How are you going to get paid for it? So it's nothing different than, let's just say, like somebody who repairs a car, right? Mm. What's that person, that, what's the mechanic going to do when you repair the car, right? And you come in and you abandon that car. Well, he's going to go and try to get a title, you know, get the title, go through the process where the DMV, where they, they get the title for the abandonment, and then they're going to sell it, right? Probably more than likely, they're going to sell it, donate it, whatever. They're going to try and get some sort of a financial value out of it. This is a little bit different, right? And so does the abandonment of that laptop open the doors for it to be able to be gotten into, right? Accessible and the contents in it. Now, is that, I mean, I don't know. Do you think that he, he should have like, I don't know. I would, I would think that that was, that's kind of a gray area. You know what I mean? It's like on the one hand, well, it, no, it's not right to get into somebody else's shit. Right. That's it's like that's like getting into a diary or a journal, right? In a sense. Now, is that okay to do? You know what I mean? If somebody leaves their journal, I mean, look at uh, uh, fucking part of the same goddamn family. Uh, his daughter and her and her diary. Remember that? Yes. So, but, I, mean, I mean, it's it's. I think it's all about the intent, right? Because. You know, our laws, I, I believe, were gen, you know, genuinely written to protect us from maliciousness, right? Just over time, prosecutors, defense attorneys, the justice system has learned how to use these laws um, in, in, in their own fashions. But I believe that the laws in, in the general sense were written to protect us from maliciousness. So in this sense, when we're talking about privacy, things of that nature, I think it really just kind of boils down to how the laptop was received, the the you know, the um the stipulations behind that and uh that moving forward. Right? So we know that I think it was 2019 some individual who claimed to be Hunter Biden dropped this laptop at, off at a, at a repair shop, right? Mm -hmm. What happened after that? Did he not go back for the laptop? I don't know, but I pulled up an article from the BBC News, and BBC is actually better. Like, if you're going it, to – it's a better – the, in my opinion, they give they give more credible information because it's not their country. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so this is uh, from BBC. It says Hunter Biden sues repairman over release of personal data from laptop. Hunter Biden, the U.S. president's embattled son, is suing a Delaware computer repair shop owner over the handling of his private laptop. Mr. Biden and his attorneys allege John Paul Mac Isaac. Jesus Christ, he's got fucking four four first names. John Paul Mac Isaac illegally co copied and distributed private information from the laptop's hard drive. 
The personal data was used by Republicans to attack Joe Biden during the 2020 presidential election, which was then hidden by the Twitter uh, by Twitter. <laughs> In a suit he filed last year, Mr. Isaac accused Hunter Biden, the, the Biden 2020 campaign, a Democratic congressman and two U.S. media outlets of defaming him by claiming he illegally accessed the data. Hunter Biden counterclaim filed on Friday in the Delaware District Court claims Mr. Isaac gave away his data to political enemies because he opposed his father's candidacy. Just, just that wording sounds so juvenile, right? Like... It just sounds like kid shit. And it would like, so what this sounds like is the laptop owner sued him for defamation of character. And now he's countersuing for getting into the shit. So just further muddying the water, you know what I mean? Around mm -hmm. the facts. Uh, so Hunter Biden's counterclaim filed on Friday in a Delaware district court claims Mr. Isaac gave away his data to, okay, he opposed Father Kennedy. The document alleged that the repairman sent copies of the hard drive to his father in New Mexico and to a lawyer who worked with Mr. Trump's then personal attorney, Rudy Giuliani. Mr. Giuliani and other allies of Mr. Trump, including Steve Bannon, would later gain access to some of the data. Mac Isaac intended and knew, or clearly should have known, that people whom he provided the data that he believed to belong to Mr. Biden would use it against then candidate Joseph Biden and to assist then President Trump, the filing reads. It adds that disseminating private data in this manner is offensive and objectionable to Mr. Biden and would be highly offensive and objectable to any reasonable person. Okay, well, if it was that bad, then why'd you do it? <laughs> and why would you put it on a fucking laptop where that you that you put into the public and left like that's no different than leaving it really on a fucking bench on a park bench somewhere for anybody to just grab it in my opinion abandoned is abandoned well but so, but did he abandon it that's that's what i'm trying to find out because i can't find that anywhere so it, it goes mysteriously from him dropping the laptop off to uh Giuliani giving a report to the New York Post about uh, the the relationship with Hunter Biden and the Ukrainian businessman. Mm -hmm. Right. So it's what but where where did that happen? See, again, all of this came in the midst of all of the Donald Trump stuff. Right. It came in the midst of all of this. And and this where we get into the maliciousness of it. So where where is it okay at? Is it okay because this is Biden's son and and uh you know the 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 ties that could possibly be leading us to World War Three? Right? Mm -hmm. But where does that stop? Because the prosecutor is going to say the same thing. The prosecutor is going to say, Yeah, you know, okay, I broke a couple laws, but we got bad people off the street. And the public is gonna side with that every time. Until it's them that is now being violated, their privacy is being violated and used against them. Mm. So where where does the, the line stop at? That's that's the thing. And is this just a distraction to take mm. away from the most the more important points? Barisma, Ukraine, corruption. All the other things. So if they throw this laptop and all of uh, Hunter's indiscretions out there, that really deflects 
from his father. Hmm. That's so half he, of America on a wild goose chase. Yeah, he's running interference for his pops still. You know, there's nothing. Everything is a grift, man. Everything's a grift. Or or it's a uh, a Ponzi scheme, which is the same thing. I just like grift better. It sounds cooler. Oh, yeah. It definitely. It's definitely a Ponzi scheme. There's no question about that. Y'all are motherfucking no grifters. grifters. Good morning, my TikTok family. How's everybody doing this morning? Thank you for joining joining me in off the share, Miss Janelle. Ms. All Alina. right. So potential tax crimes. What was uh, Hunter I'm live Biden? over here on on YouTube, and we're sitting here just talking about uh, Hunter Biden, the laptop, him suing the, the laptop tech guy, um, and just the whole mess behind that. But absolutely, man, I, I can absolutely see this as a distraction. Mm-hmm. Me as as personally, I just um I just go and just handle my day. I ain't got time to worry about Hunter Biden and his laptop and all that stuff. Because if but, it was me and my laptop, I'd be in prison. So that's the question. How come he's not in jail? Well, because he's protected. He's a protected mm-hmm. class. He's from that billionaire class. Or even though Joe Biden probably isn't a billionaire, he works for the billionaires. You know, they are just the, the folks that I believe, I, not all of them. Okay. I, there are some people that are actually trying to do some good shit. Um, I don't know who, because I mean, you, you listen to people like Marjorie Taylor green and how she's, you know, so passionate about, you know, her stance on, on everything, but yet she's invested in all these vaccine companies and you know what I mean? And so it's like, it's, it, it's like the, it's like they're on a spectrum right they're on a spectrum of corruption over here is well we're kind of corrupt but we really care about what's going on and we want to make a difference but at the same time we want to make money too so we want to get invested in all these things that you know you know that they're spitting that shit around with their colleagues right hey you should get into this over here blah 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 so there's there's insider trading going on between all of them oh, you know what i mean and, and That's how Nancy Pelosi is worth hundreds of millions of dollars. And Paul Pelosi is a fucking expert hmm. on the stock market. That that guy can't lose. He can't miss. He's doing better than Warren Buffett. I'm telling you. <clears throat> of course. But, you know, there was a story out here in Pasco County. And I don't know how true it is, but there was ab- that definitely a story going on around here. And, and I know this to be true, that they were... The police, when I say they, anytime I say they, these people, any of that, I'm always talking about the police and the government, just for as a disclaimer. But these people were raiding drug dealers out here, and they were finding in, in these, these houses, these drug houses out here, cages, right? Mm-hmm. And they were they were finding out that humans were being stored in these cages like they were finding these huge cages inside of these homes when it come to find out who owned the homes right mm-hmm. it all traced back to your guy out there in california pelosi's brother and his mm-hmm. real estate investments and company Ooh. and then you didn't hear anything else about the story it all went dark Oh, 
now do you think that that has anything to do with remember i sent you that that uh, arizona senate um election hearing committee uh, uh meeting and that woman came out and she started laying out this 120 page investigation that's been going on for like four years and mm. it had to do with the cartels and how all these border towns are literally in the cartels pockets and they're using deeds there's there's some crazy shit of how she explained it and it's like holy shit you know what Absolutely. i mean it's like if this is real if this is true oh my god no wonder you know what i mean and it's like you just when you think that it can't get any crazier hmm. <laughs> but wait there's more <laughs> absolutely yeah no question man you don't think that you don't think that 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 biden and his family and and these people these officials are getting money from the cartel to allow these these individuals to come across the border mm, come oh, on absolutely. man that's free money from the cartel that's cash untraceable money that's money that you can put in in bury in the ground somewhere and always have it there. In a hundred years, your family could dig it up and it'll be theirs. Oh, look what we found. Hey. And I mean, that is the that is the way, right? I mean, if you're really gonna if like these folks, you know, that have money and and that know how to, you know, move through the system, most of us don't. Shit. It's 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 just enough to try to find a fucking job. Hmm. right that's going to pay you enough to live you know and these folks they've already you know they've they've it's just families man families old families that have been here longer than anybody else's family in any other city so look at your own cities right you have a mayor you have your city council you have all these other things but you also have these families that have most of the businesses in the in the city that have that own most of the buildings in the city most of the land most of everything right and this is just a microcosm of of the big scene because over in these cities they're doing the same sort of corruption and you know washing hands and you know patting backs and you know asses and fucking here you go run along here's your fucking here's your here's your money and it's just all it's all insider shit you know what i mean mm. it's a <laughs> they're all like how do we know we ain't in <laughs> right how do we know how do we know area 51 Right. How do we know Area 51 isn't just an underground bank for these families? They all have their own little portion of the mountain that they can just store nothing but just untraceable, unmarked cash. You know what I mean? And and jewels and everything that they seize from people and all this shit. They're just storing it in a mountain somewhere. You know, and all these underground tunnels that we have going every. I mean, come on, man. And we're the thing of it is, is that we pay them to do it. It, it, right it, those think tanks those think tanks that, that like uh pence has and you know a lot of these other you know people up on the hill they have think tanks that we pay with taxpayer dollars to figure out how to fuck taxpayers even harder <laughs> i mean how does yeah. in, in what in what world is that like makes sense and so yeah, people tax our dollar three four times oh yeah oh yeah Oh yeah, they do. I mean, I, I'm going through it right now. I had, um, you know, I, all right. So he, here's, here's how screwed up this shit is. Right. So 
I didn't work. It ran. It rained for a month in California. I didn't work for probably six weeks. Um, you know, just there was no work, supply chain, all this stuff. It started trickling down to you know my to the construction industry in the Bay Area. So everything like our our uh, our uh, fuck what's it called our medical is tied to our our hours that we work right. So we have to work 130 hours in a month to be able to qualify for coverage the next month, right? And so you also, if you work more than that, so 40 hours uh, times four is 160. So if you work, you know, full, full time for a month, you get 160 hours, 30 of it goes into your bank. I'd, ex- I'd depleted all of mine because of the, you know, everything is slowly shutting down, right? Or slowly slowing down. And so, it finally came up. And so my daughter yesterday, I told you, she was playing around on the monkey bars and I told her mom, I'm like, Hey, she doesn't have coverage this month. Try and fucking be careful. Right. Don't, mm-hmm. don't let her get hurt. Mm-hmm. And, uh, fuck sure enough. She falls off the monkey bars and ends up getting a little concussion. And, mm-hmm. uh, you know, she, and she, she did have it. She, Maybe she hit her head. Well, she said she hit her back and I felt, I didn't feel anything on her head, but I mean, you know, if you, a, a landing flat on your back i mean that's a good mm-hmm. jolt you know what i mean yeah. and so you know she threw up in the car on the way to that so that was like to me on the way to drop her off at her mom's to go i was like all right this is kind of elevated now so i don't and i've never dealt with a concussion and so i was kind of like scared you know what i mean like, oh shit maybe this is serious mm-hmm. so anyways i don't have any any coverage and so now i have to pay the thousand uh, dollars for um cobra right so I can have coverage for the month, uh, for the month until, you know, it reinstates next month. It's, it's all just a, I don't know where I was going with that, but it's, it just seems like it's just mm-hmm. all a fucking, you know what I mean? There's just so many different things that you can fall down into. Right. So take this, for instance, you know, most people couldn't afford that thousand dollar bill. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, shit, I could be, I, I could it. I mean, I can't afford to pay cash on it. I can throw it on a credit card and, you know, Hail Mary, fuck, maybe it'll get paid down the road. <laughs> I couldn't. I would just have to tell tell my daughter, man, we're just going to have to suck it up. I've had a couple of them. You'll be all right. You know, you just got to be more careful. But that's the thing, though, you know. The, so let's ask this. Was that a manifestation? Right? Because, like, we hear we hear things uh, when you when you play scared, you get hurt. You know, and and so when we take that and put it into context of life, when we're going through life, always being conscious of what can hurt us, we eventually fall into these traps. We focus on the negative, focus on what could possibly happen, and then it happens. Mm -hmm. And then we're like, man, I knew it was going to happen. I knew it. I knew that as soon as I didn't have no insurance, something was going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know, I did say something about it. Maybe, maybe. And then maybe that's just, you know, the price you got to pay for, you know, those, those uh, indiscretions I never got caught for. Right. You know, those, those, Mm -hmm. those crimes I never went to jail for, (laughs) you know, where I made a bunch of money. But I mean, that doesn't matter if you're a drug addict. It doesn't matter what kind of money you make because you spend it just as fast or you smoke it just as fast. That, that's not, and and these are the qualms that people really don't even understand. You know, when we talk about 
we we I, we were just talking about this the other day, as a matter of fact, you know, and yeah, people see us when we're dealing drugs in the drug life, especially me because I wasn't I was never a user, so people knew I wasn't a user, so they knew in their mind I had a boatload of money, like he's got to have money. He don't drink, he don't do drugs, he don't do nothing. He's doing nothing but banking. This is what they have in their mind, yeah. You know, but it's 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 never that you're always chasing you're always chasing because like you say we live us as drug dealers man we live in survival mode we're just moving 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 trying to come out trying to, to figure out a way but things are constantly happening because nine times out of ten most of your drug dealers are are kind-hearted people as as funny as as that may sound Right. We take care of a lot of people because we know that we have we have funds. So we're not going to let our sisters, our brothers, our cousins and them go hungry. We're not going to let their lights be shut off. We're not going to let their phones be shut off. Before you know, we're paying 10 people's bills, supporting 10 people Mm -hmm. and not getting a dime for it. Oh, so it's and then it's the pressure of just being in that lifestyle to begin with. You know what I mean? None of it's dealing real, with though. the addiction. None, none of, of it's none, real. none of it's real. That's that's the that's the thing that I realized when I when I was living that life. Right, it it's real when you're in it, but when you get caught, it ain't real because it all disappears. It all disappears, Oof. man. Oh, where'd it go? <laughs> it, all your money disappears if you haven't. Like most most you know criminals are not that organized. You know what I mean? And they don't right. have the, the, like, you're not going to, you're not going to go and, and get a, and do a mastermind. You know what I mean? About crime. Right. No, and, and we're not protected. Yeah. And so it's, uh, it's just crazy, man. The whole thing is, 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 is crazy and how it's set up and how it's almost like, it's almost like funnels. Like, so just think of society as water, right? And the media is the maze and they control the, like the block, you know what I mean? Oh, water's got to go that way. And if you look at sales in a sales funnel, right online, you know, they, you ever hear the term, Oh, we just need to get them into the, into our funnel. We just need to get these people into our funnel. As soon as they can get into the funnel, then we can move them through the process and, 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 you know, shape this and put them where they need to go. This is no mm-hmm. different. It's just, it's just that scale, you know what I mean? On a massive scale. And they are, they wield their power through the media. That's their first line, right? We're going to, we're going to tell you what we want you to know. And then we're going to fucking flash it at you constantly until it's on stuck. radio everywhere, everywhere you're stuck. at. Right. right. Until it's stuck until you don't even know why you're thinking it anymore. All of a sudden, yeah, yeah. All of a sudden you hear that jingle. Oh, there it is. And it goes into your head and you start thinking it. That's powerful. You know what I mean? Because that's, that's unintended. I mean, it's intended, but you weren't intending on having that stuck in your head. Nope. You know what I mean? You didn't even know it's stuck in your head. Now think about all the stuff that were so I was raised by a TV, 
right? That was my, that was, when I was a kid, that was my, my babysitter for a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. And I don't know about any of you out there that are watching or, 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 or listening, but how much useless shit do you have stuck in your head about like the shit you used to watch on TV back in the day when you were a kid, like nineties pop culture. Holy shit. I could probably win some shit on that because I got so much useless crap stuck in my head from then. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And if I got all that shit stuck in my head, then it doesn't really make any room for new shit. Maybe. I don't know. I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a brain doctor, so I don't know how fucking any of that stuff works, but it sounds good. Well, I mean, let's, let's look at our shows from the eighties and let's look at the marketing and let's look at all of that stuff, right? You're, you're, you're spot on. You know, me being in, in interracial relationships my whole life, these these are these things are noticeable to me when it comes to, to how race is marketed. Because back in the 80s, you never saw interracial relationships anywhere other than maybe uh, a few quote unquote black shows like the Jeffersons. I think you had the, the interracial couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so very oh, yeah. few. Very few, but as far as commercials or marketing for corporations or anything like that, never. And then gradually, as these movies started to come out uh, for the love of basketball and all these these interracial movies, one, it was always a black guy and a white girl. And then you started seeing these commercials of black husbands and white wives. Mm -hmm. Still no mixed children. Mixed children hasn't hit the scene yet until I think it was a Snickers commercial. I think Snickers was the first one that came out with the with the interracial child. I could be wrong, but I think it might have been the Snickers commercial. So and now you're seeing it everywhere. It's every commercial is interracial and they make sure that they have one Latina, one Asian, one black and one white. So. Think of that in every context, like you said about the jingle, right? To break that down, to get the listener to really understand what what Sean said about that, right? Say say we're sitting here and say we're watching the Super Bowl, and I pick out the Super Bowl because mostly that's when any everybody watches uh, uh, TV at one time, for the most part. You know what I mean? So yeah. even if you don't watch TV all year, when the Super Bowl comes up, we sit down, we watch the Super Bowl. And let's just say through that Super Bowl, you see McDonald's and there's a they're just they're advertising their two cheeseburgers. Right. And then you hear the jingle, like Sean said, the jingle. Right. So now at the Super Bowl, you don't even think about this because you've had nachos. You've had all of these things. You're not even hungry, but your brain records everything. So it's recording that commercial. Now, later, say Monday, Tuesday, you're coming home from work and you're hungry for whatever reason, right? And and a commercial comes across while you're listening to the, the traffic report and a commercial comes across and you hear da 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 The first thing that's going to come to your mind, you're going to look up, you're going to see a McDonald's. This is why they're everywhere. You're going to see a McDonald's. You're going to be like cheeseburgers. Man, I want some cheeseburgers. I haven't had no cheeseburgers in a while. You don't even, and we don't even put two and two together that that's what just happened. 
It's just that, man, I, I just felt like having McDonald's. And do you know who, who supplies McDonald's with all their shit? All their food, all the stuff that, you know, the potatoes for the for the fries, the the beef for the meat. Mr. Bill Gates. I was going to say, I have no idea, but I'm just going to guess Bill Gates. Yep. And he does it for Walmart and for all of them. And I think that, I think that that happens for all these big corporations, these big food companies, you know what I mean? Is that th that food's got to come from somewhere, right? And the more people that start consuming, the more they're going to need to grow more cows and all this other stuff, which doesn't seem to make sense because <clears throat> they're trying to get rid of beef, right? Because cow farts are supposedly what's causing climate change um, or one of the things. And so it's just, it's so funny how it, how it works and it's all manipulation and betting on the fact that we're going to be too lazy to do our own research. Ooh, that's bad. Do your own research. What are you? Some sort mm. of Trump supporter? <laughs> You're going to do your own research? Why? Google does it for you. Why do I have to research? All I have to do is Google. You fuck Google. Oh, so another thing I want to touch on too, because I was just looking at something. And this, and this is, and it has to do with my, uh, around here, which was the two banks that collapsed this last week. So mm. we'll, we'll jump into that. Cause I got some really good, uh, juicy information about that. That's just going to make you go, what the fuck? Mm. You know what I mean? It's like, it doesn't get more, uh, twisted than, than what I'm going to share. And, and and again, this is how asleep Americans are, right? I saw a TikTok on that where a guy says he bought a hundred thousand dollar car. He's like, you know, it's your birthday when you buy a hundred thousand dollar car, and then your bank collapses. Uh, <laughs> you, what you you think that you're not going to still pay? For, you think you just got a free car? You think that's how it works, partner? He did just get a free car though, because the government bailed the banks out. So basically, by their their wording of what they said, and I can. I can show everybody if they, you know what I mean uh, a uh, an article where somebody's talking about it or a, or a news clip of what I was watching but I, I don't I don't have I'm any, tired of these banks being bailed out man <laughs> I am too I don't get a bailout shit you know what I mean yeah during the pandemic we got one but I I was thinking back to 2008 yeah. when you know, we really didn't know because we got to pay all that back yeah well they they throw in these things they throw uh in in their their stuff that they pass for the for the legislation oh we're going to give you this amount of money and this amount of money and this and that <coughs> but what they don't say is is like the fine print really is that oh you know you're going to have to claim this on your taxes and it's going to be an adjustment and you're going to pay for it anyway right it's it's in 2008, we didn't get shit because I remember I was on unemployment in 2008 and all I got was my 450 a week. They didn't give anything else. So how was this? How is a person that goes from making 5,000, 6,000 a month going to drop down to 1800 a month? So that's a third. So you're, that's a third of what it costs you to keep your boat floating for that month right where are you going to come up with that extra you know 1800 where are you going to come up with the difference most people are not that's where 
that's where they're fucking shaking the goddamn tree of class and getting these motherfucking dirt bags out of the, out of the middle. <laughs> that's what they're trying to do is is split up the split up the classes, and they're never going to tell you they're going that, that we're in a class system. They will never say that, but they'll tell you that we're in a racist. You know that everybody's racist. There's racism. There's this. There's that division. This division. That division. Over here is divided. They'll never tell you the truth. Because no, the truth not. is, we're all getting fucked. We're all no, getting is, fucked. The truth is, is that we're, we're slaves. Yeah, we are. Unless you're a billionaire, you, you ain't shit. Even the millionaires, they ain't shit either. Because that's no. not no money. <laughs> not the millionaire is the new middle class. That's, yep. that's why these billionaires are sitting there saying, what do you mean the, the, the middle class is disappearing? We have all kinds of millionaires. You know, that's that's where it's at. Yep, they want people poor or or in, at the top. They don't want that that lower middle class. They don't want middle middle class. They they just want upper middle class and poor. Mm. That's it. I, I see my partner just joined in, uh, Mr. Mordecai. He was just giving me a call. I sent him a text that I was live, so he just joined in. But he can definitely relate with what it is that we're talking about. But you know, it's it's um it's it's crazy, Sean, because the more we try to get these Americans to to understand the system that they're in, I think people are really kind of waking up though, for real, for real. I honestly really think that people are we just don't know what to do. And unite isn't on anybody's plate for some reason. Well, because there's too much divide. You got to you got the media that's telling you why you're different than everybody else, and 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 you know giving you directing you to different aspects of the news that have nothing to do with what they're in the news for to begin with. You know what I mean? They just they 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 obfuscate the truth, and they only report or not report, for that matter. You know what I mean? Mm. Not reporting on something is the same as it not existing in 60% of our society's minds. Because we got about at least 60% that are plugged into legacy media, which is, you know, if you, you ever hear this, if you if you watch the news, you're if you don't watch the news, you're uninformed. But if you do watch the news, you're misinformed. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and you have to go and, and dig and you know do all your homework to to find, you know, kernels of of what the truth is. And then try to piece them together and make something, make some sense out of it. Most people aren't going to go that length. No. And, and, and the thing of it is, is that most people don't even understand history anymore. History was boring to them. It was to me until I understood the relevance behind it. When we're talking about truth, when we're talking about absolute truth as to what is going on in our planet with humanity, things of that nature, You'll find through history that that has always been concealed. These people were trying to eradicate and control books. Like you would be killed if you had a book. The only where only place you would I mean I mean to to read to read silently now right this is a new thing. I just learned this not too long ago to read silently back in the days up to 500 years ago or more, you were considered to be insane. Nobody did that. People didn't read silently. These are all new things. 
but it's at at the at the core level of it these people have always the elites have always been trying to withhold information because as long as you can control the information as long as i can control the knowledge i put into you Sean you will always be my slave mm. that is just the way that it is as long as i am indoctrinating your knowledge everything you know about existence comes from me then i can i can make you whatever i want to make you true Hold on, sorry, I'm not, I'm trying to find this clip. That's I mean, that's gonna... the story of Pinocchio, essentially, right? He wanted to be a real boy. What does that mean? He wanted to be free. He didn't want to be a puppet on the strings. He didn't want to be a, 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 a thing that was only controlled by his master. He wanted to cut those strings free. I never thought about that story in that way. <laughs> <laughs> I've never thought about that story in that way. There you go. How many Americans have? I just he wanted to be a, a real I boy. A kid story. I, didn't, I, didn't, you know? I mean, if you can, you, you turn it metaphorically around, and you go, "Oh, the puppet master," and I mean, that could be the government. It could be, you know, whatever. Big brother the- and the puppet master loved Pinocchio in his own narcissistic way. And that's where we get into the discussion as to what is love and what is lust. A lot of a lot of us have been trained to believe that lust is love. You know, so we would sit here and look at the puppet master and say, but he loved Pinocchio. He made him from scratch. But for what? To make himself feel good. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And what. And it was, and it was, because uh, Pinocchio got him attention, because he turned, he turned that, he turned that, uh, you know, that wooden boy he turned him into a sideshow freak. <laughs> yeah, that too. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Well, fuck, where did this thing go? So what? Not... Go ahead. What, so what I was gonna say about this is a, um, all banks are too big to fail now. So with that bailout, so any bank that falls into this category um, and they and they collapse, they're going to get bailed out across the board now. Doesn't matter, mm-hmm. right? And so there was two. The two ones that that the, the first two that happened was one was Silicon Valley Bank, and that was I believe the sixth largest bank in the U.S. And so. But it wasn't a regular bank like Wells Fargo or Bank of America or any of those other ones. It was just a startup bank, like a tech startup bank. And some of these accounts, which is crazy because you're only insured up to 250,000 FDIC, right? Some of these accounts like Roku had an account there that had $457 million in it. What? Why would you put four hundred and fifty-seven million dollars in something that you're only insured two hundred and fifty thousand of? And so it's either a you're really, yeah, yeah, either you're really stupid, right, or you don't know much about business because that's you're you're that's a bad business move, <laughs> or you have the inside of what's go, what's going down or what's going to come, mm-hmm. right? And so the so 
they're going to get all their money back, right? The $457 million, they're going to get it. You know, usually when a bank collapses, what happens is the FDIC comes in, they make the 250,000 people whole, right? The 250 grand that's in, insured, right? They make those people whole. Then they start selling their bonds and selling off all their other shit to, to pay off the rest of their depositors as much as they can, right? And some are going to take a hit, you know, maybe 10%, 15, 20% you're going to lose. But that's how it's normally supposed to happen. Now, you might want to fact check me on that because I'm not a finance guy. I'm not a banker. Um, but from what I've heard and what I've read, that seems to be the way that it works. Now, I mean, I, well, just like if you know that this is going to happen, what's to, what's to stop you from loading up this account because you know it's going to take a fall? And you already know that you're going to get made whole because it, that was the plan. So the second, I, bank, I know that they knew. I know that well, they knew. You know how I knew that? Know that they knew, Sean, because they all got, they all took bonuses right before this happened. Mm -hmm. All the execs well, took bonuses. But here's the proof that they knew it was going to happen. Right, a year prior to this, Silicon Valley Bank went and lobbied Congress to deregulate them, right? There was an act called the Dodd-Franklin Act, right? And that was, that happened after 2008. That was in, you know, after the whole, you know, shenanigans that happened over there. Um, they enacted this, this law, right? To protect what just happened from happening, right? And so they went in there and they lobbied and they fucking got it deregulated and then they did it. There was another bank called Signature Bank. They did the mm -hmm. same thing. Now, the, 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 the kicker on this one is, <clears throat> so Franklin, the second half of Dodd and Franklin, he sat on the board of directors for Signature Bank. He did the same thing. He wrote and authored the law that protected the banks. He went. And did the same thing Silicon Valley Bank did, lobbied Congress to have them deregulated and did the same shit. So, I mean, how, how dirty is that? You're the motherfucker that put the law in place to protect these people, but then had your own self deregulated, you know, rules for thee, but not for me. I mean, that's pretty, that's pretty savage. Well, because we're the slaves. You know, and it's time for America to really kind of friggin' wake up, man, for real. You know, we have these, we're, and we're raising, we are, we as Americans are raising these individuals to then take office to then oppress us, right? Mm -hmm. So what these politicians are in a race to get into this spot because they know that's the safe ground. They get immunity. They can do whatever they want. And now it's, it's like you say, they're creating the laws to benefit only themselves and their profits. You know, mm -hmm. uh, how else does a Nancy Pelosi get worth $300 million? How? How does the sheriff out here in a no name County, right? Polk County, right? It's it's Polk County is notorious as the meth capital of the United States. That is where Polk County gets its notoriety from. And the sheriff is worth $20 million and does not 
and is completely opposed against his officers having body cams. Now, what the hell does that say, America? And yet these people champion him. Like this dude is is God here in Florida. Next to DeSantis. He's the yeah. guy, he's the guy we you've seen him on TikTok. We've all seen this guy on TikTok, this this Grady Judd guy up here talking bad about you know criminals, making making the the American citizen look like clowns. You know, he puts himself as as this big righteous uh, uh, John Wayne type figure. It's disgusting. It's abhorring. And we feed into this stuff, man. It disgusts mm-hmm. me. No, these American right. citizens, man, just disgust me. They really do. I don't even like going out anymore because people just disgust me. They're cowards. You don't, like, you don't like going out anymore? I don't, man. Because and people don't like going out with me because <laughs> It's it's just not because it's I speak my mind, man, for real. I'm tired of it, man. I love my American citizens and I, I'm tired of seeing these people duped, working, slaving to get nowhere. And then they want to treat us like shit. Perfect example. Yesterday, we got we got this moving company. I'm not going to put because I spoke with the manager, so I'm not going to put them out there. Right. But we got this moving company out here because people are moving from upstairs. Mm-hmm. So it was a very noisy day yesterday, so I couldn't really get much done. Now, they got the way that they parked this was completely thoughtless for anybody else in the in the parking lot. Now, it's kind of an odd design. It was a big truck. So, you know, they, they did what they, they had to do. But and, and we were inconvenienced for the while, but it really didn't inconvenience anybody because nobody was kind of leaving at that time. Mm-hmm. Right. So it was OK. But now when it's time for us to go. We need all we needed them to do was just raise the ramp to go into the truck so we could back out and then they can continue. That was it. Mm-hmm. So now when I go and I ask the gentleman in the back of the truck, hey, man, can 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 you help us out so we can get out? He looks at me and he's like, yeah, when we get done doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, and I'm like, nah, man, no, now, you know what I mean? Like, you can't hold me in here. And I went to go <laughs> grab the ramp. To to move the ramp myself, I'm like, I'll help you if it's that much of a hassle, right? It's just picking the ramp up and sliding it in, partner. You yeah, know? yeah. But I took a picture of the truck. I didn't sit here and argue with him. You want to leave the ramp down? Fine. We had to do like a 20-point turn to, to pull out. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Eh, 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 eh. One of these back and forths to get out. But I called the company. I let them know. Like, listen, man, the point of that is, is why? As me as an American citizen, why would you why would you do that to me? And then you want to turn around and talk about how how discriminated you are against. You want to turn around and talk about how unfair life is against you. But look how you're treating individuals. Look at the aura, the negativity that you're putting out, and then you don't understand why it's coming back to you. Mm -hmm. Sick of these Americans, man. These entitled narcissistic Americans that that oh my life is so bad my life is so tough all of our lives we're slaves we're all going through shit I may not be going through what you're going through but I'm going through shit <laughs> yeah right I'm going through oh, everybody's man, going through America. shit man everybody's going through shit it's on a spectrum too just because you know this person's shit isn't as dire as this person's shit down here everybody's going through something. You know, and uh, it's uh, I, so yesterday I had to deal with a, a situation where 
um, at work where have you have you ever have you ever ran across somebody that they uh, it's like they want to add a boy for doing something you should already be doing Mm. you know what I mean it's like I was trying to explain like I was trying to explain something to an apprentice and they just they they weren't understanding where I was coming from. And I definitely wasn't understanding where they were coming from because it's like because it was like, well, I was late an hour, yes, but at least I came in. It's your job to be here. Hmm. That's what you signed up for. So I don't understand why you're why you're arguing the point that well, I could have just stayed home. You could have, and your punishment for that would have been you would have made less money. Well, I didn't really need the money anyways. Okay, well, then why are you here? Right. You, you know, why are you here? I don't like being here. I can't stand being here. It's very difficult for me to wake up, but I know I need to make money, and I got to fucking do this and that and the other thing, and I just suck it up, and I come, and I do what I got to do, and I go home, and I try not to to – affect people negatively that are around me through the day because they don't give a fuck about that shit no they don't want to be drugged down because i didn't check my shit in at the door when i came to work (laughs) you know what i mean and so it's just it's it's really it's it's confusing to me when people try to make the argument well i did this well that's what you should be doing yeah you're not doing anything above and beyond what you should be doing and it's like you want to. It's like you almost you want to reward for doing what you should be doing, what everybody else is already doing. Yeah, Chris Rock. Chris Rock. Remember, Chris Rock used to joke about that. Like he he he'd make fun of the you you'd have these parents. My kids go to school. They supposed to. You dumb motherfucker. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's, <laughs> Speaking of Chris you, Rock, did you see his newest one? Yeah, the one where he talks about Chris in the slap. Uh, uh, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, what's his name? Will uh, Will in the uh, slap. Oh no, they call the angry uh, the mad. I don't need another mad rapper. <laughs> I don't, need, mad I don't rapper. need another rapper mad at me. <laughs> he was talking about a couple of different things. So I watched it last night. Mm-hmm. So it's fresh in my mind. Um, I was never really a, a Chris Rock fan. I'm gonna be honest with you. I I always thought that he tried to. To me, it seemed like he was trying to be the 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 Bill Cosby, like the new Bill Cosby of comedy, right? Just mm-hmm. from you know, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? The cadence in which he he delivered his his act always seemed a little bit like he was trying to be you know Cosby or or, or somebody else. And so I always like kind of shied away from his comedy. I'm like, ah, Chris Rock, whatever. He was he was funny as Pookie, but whatever. Um, and so I watched it with reservation because only I only wanted to see the the him clowning uh, Will Smith because I heard you know Joe Rogan talking about it. So yeah, I put it on and I wasn't I don't know where it was, so I just like fuck. Well, let's just wait. It didn't happen until the end, so I had to watch the whole thing, which I was pleasantly surprised. Mm-hmm. I I thought he was really funny mm-hmm. <laughs> in this one. And so I was happy that I watched it, but at the same time, I, 
he I think I think he did a very good job in clowning fucking uh Will Smith. Mm. I love Chris Rock, man. I always have. Chris is uh he's one of the few comedians for me that he's his brilliance is kind of like Chappelle and telling the truth through comedy. Um now yeah, true enough, he may be he may be taking off uh off of uh some other people or however. I mean, that's entertainment and he has to stay relative and 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 whatnot. But I think Chris Rock's brilliance and his stand-up comedy, I'm not so much about his movies or nothing. I'm not a movie person anymore anyway, but his comedy always had an element of of real reality, truth, life. You know, and right. and um no, I've always respected Chris. I I I when that happened, man, I wasn't sure if that was real or entertainment. That's the thing. We don't know whether this stuff is real or not anymore. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But um it didn't look I, real. I, it it didn't, I mean, to be honest with you, it didn't really look real. It the only reason why safe. it looked real to me from the beginning, because Will took that sidestep. When I watched it again and I saw him take a sidestep, he didn't just walk up and, and just kind of like this here. Like, you know, he actually sidestepped and whop. And and that kind of um that kind of let me know either either this is real or Chris and him got together and Chris told him, man, just wallop the shit out of me to make it look real. But I, I, I kind of um I kind of knew that it was real. I kind of because I saw the tension building in Will. Will's a completely different person from who he used to be. Jada right. has this dude enslaved in his own right. Oh yeah. That's a that's and this a was whole what, other, that's a that's whole, whole nother and this was what Chris was talking about. Like, how are you gonna be mad at me when you put all of this shit on the table? Like your wife is out there on the internet talking about the the <laughs> she actually interviewed you about the affair that she had with y'all's son's friend. And, and like, how and how inappropriate is that? Like, man, this stuff is crazy, man. <laughs> Dude, you're a cuck almost. You know what I'm saying? It's like you you're and, and if that's your thing, right, you know, because there is swinger shit out there, there is, you know, whatever. I've, I've dabbled in that a little bit myself and, uh, you know, back in the day, and I was on drugs, but still, I was there. Um, and, and that's a thing, you know, people, it, sometimes, I, you know, it, and going to some of these parties and talking to some of these folks, because I was really, I really didn't understand it. You know what I mean? Like, what's the, what's the thing? And I think a lot of these people, they they realize that, like, it sucks fucking the same person over and over and over and over again. I mean, there's only so many different things you can do, different ways you can do it, how you can spice it up here, spice it up there. But the bottom line is, is it just gets monotonous, right? And it, it turns into a chore sometimes more than it does pleasure. So mm-hmm. some of these folks would be like, hey, man, well. We ain't gonna we ain't gonna get we're not gonna get a divorce. We're not gonna get you know, we love each other, but we're just lacking somewhere. So they start dabbling in other things and they find what they like in this, you know, lifestyle, right? 
And some of it is, you know, guys like watching their watching their their chicks get nailed by another dude. And hmm. some of it is, you know, the chicks like going down or you know, being with another chick and the dude likes to watch it. And whatever, whatever it is that your kink is out there, there is something for you. All right. So I get that. But I don't see any of those people dropping their shit on public platforms like that other than like maybe kick but you're in groups with other people that are that are into the same shit you are Mm -hmm. right and so if you're putting this out there in public you got you don't have no you dude shut the fuck up Mm -hmm. and you're a public figure anyways so you got no privacy shut up that's the trade-off that is the trade-off yeah or, or or take what's coming to you i i think that people should be able to talk about it but i think like where with, with with Will Smith, right? And and these other people and, and all of us really in society is that we have to be ashamed of our deviancies or 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 how we we want to live. Mm-hmm. And and then when you take a Will Smith or these entertainers, see what happens is you have Hollywood that portrays these people as these huge alpha male type uh uh figures you know what i mean dominant male figures and that's not who they are in real life but they're public figures so whenever whenever they're out in public they have to show this big alpha male demeanor you know and so there's a lot of duality that goes on within these actors and actresses that that have portrayed themselves to be a certain way on film that they have to live this now in their real life to keep their fan base because like you say, how how many fans would Will Smith have if he comes off Bad Boy 2 straight into a cuck scene? Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, People going to yeah. be like, nah, nah, you know? All right, I found this this thing. So it's like five minutes. You want to you wanna play it? Go ahead. I'm going to freshen up my coffee while I listen. All right. So everybody, if you're, if you're checking this out, I'm going to play this clip about what we're talking about. And this is from Breaking Points. And this is a, they're younger, they're younger um, uh, people, but they still have a great message. And I don't agree with everything that they say, but I do, I, I like to listen to a lot of different things and get a lot of different perspectives on certain stuff. Um, so I'm going to play this real quick. And it's about the signature bank and how um, all of the, all of the inappropriate shit that's connected to that. So let me share screen here with you. I'm going to do entire screen, share audio, screen one, bam. All right. So. All right. Get some. A really good part here. Well, come on, quit buffering. This one is on, uh, son of a bitch. I'm on Wi-Fi on this one. I'm not hard. Finally, let's go to the, uh, let's go to the really good part here. Uh, Might not let me do it because I'm on Wi-Fi and I don't have the uh, bandwidth for it. That sucks. All right, well, buffer away, man. Um, next time I'll hardwire it in because all I got to do is move some shit around here the next time. But it, uh, 
yeah, this whole bank thing, man, it's it, what's concerning is that these two failed, but there are um, some of the other banks are in trouble too. Like some of their stocks are down 75%. Um, yeah, there's some concerning things that are going on right now. And from all of the sources that I've been talking about, talking to or listening to, it it seems like we're right in the beginning phases of the recession slash depression that's been looming. And a lot of that's from the Fed, the Fed uh, rate hikes that have been going on, which is part of the reason why the uh, these first two banks failed. Now, it's going to get there's going to be more to come. Uh, and as as they keep raising these rates, you're going to see more things start to fail. And this is by design. They're trying to get a hold of inflation by raising the rates, putting people out of the, out of work, right? Because when they raise these rates, you know, it's, it's cheap. It's, it's more expensive to borrow money. Right. And so these companies that usually borrow money for payroll, you know, th there's a whole thing that they got going, uh, not all of them, but some of them do. They can't borrow that money anymore because it's too expensive and they keep trying to do it. And at some point it just gets to the point where it's like, dude, we just can't do this anymore. And they have to go, um, they have to go out of business, but this is being done on purpose. Right. So somehow in their equations, raising the rates will raise the unemployment, right? It'll raise the unemployment rate. And then inflation somehow will go down because nobody can afford to buy anything. I don't know how that makes sense, but I know that that seems to be what what's happening. So who knows, man? I mean, you don't know what's real anymore or not. There's just too many things that are. Uh... Nah, and this is exactly it. These people are trying to break us. They're not trying to break the banks. Mm -mm. They're trying to break us. And 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 how how do we know that all of this? Um, was going to happen because you had people like Jeff Bezos, of all people, who came out in November and was telling us, save your money. Do not spend your money. He knew what was coming. These people know what's coming. Oh, yeah, Bezos and all of them. There were, he wasn't the only one. There was like probably, I think Bezos did it. There was an, uh, three other ones that came out and said the same shit. Like, hey, I wouldn't be I, if Jeff Bezos is the, the you know one of the the guy that wants you to spend money is telling you, hey, you better fucking put your eggs in a basket and not make any big purchases. You know what I mean? Yeah. And uh, you're a fool if you don't listen. Yeah. Right, coast to coast. I'm doing all right. Share. I got the coffee topped off. I'm gonna go top off the old lungs. Be right back. Oh yeah, I got some. I got some dabs. I can. Uh, or some wax that I got from my homie the other day that I'm going to throw here in my, uh, my wax pen. And for those of you that, uh, are, are joining us, uh, this is coast to coast elevated coffee talk. It was Saturday morning perspectives, but I like coast to coast elevated coffee talk better. So thank you for, for, uh, uh introducing that title, Thomas appreciate it. And I think that's what we're going to roll with. And so I'm doing a, a share right now. And as soon as, uh, as soon as Thomas gets back, I'm going to go and I'm going to get me some, uh, 
get some wax out of the freezer and load up my pen and y'all can can join me in a in a sesh um you know outside of outside of my uh cannabis uh consumption you know which is usually when i get off of work i don't drink so that's what i do to you know mellow out once i get off of work and i don't intend on stopping that because if you can have a beer why can't i have a joint mine is way more safer than yours and it doesn't make me want to beat people up if i drink too or if i have too much (laughs) no (laughs) i love these people that sit there and tell me oh oh you smoke weed yeah yeah i do oh i don't do drugs get off the gas man (laughs) let me go open your damn medicine cabinet and see how many drugs you're really on come on man stop it Yep, yep. It's funny, right? Like, oh, I don't, every... I don't do drugs. I don't do that. Well, good for you. I do. And I let's, let me let me smoke a whole joint, and you smoke half, or you drink half a fifth, and let's see who's nicer at the end. Uh, yeah, yeah, no question. <laughs> and who can make it home? Right. Let me smoke for three hours and you drink for three hours and let's see who who makes it further. Come on, man, stop it. That's funny. Marijuana is not a drug. So that's why I say I don't do drugs. I don't take pills and all this stuff. No, You're talking about you don't have insurance? I, I, I haven't had insurance and I don't know how long. I don't go to the doctors. I do none of that stuff. I don't even think about it. You don't need I honestly to don't. If you're if you're not you know I mean if you're watching what you eat and you're not eating fast food all the time which is you know a, a big no no that's uh, so here's what I've here's what I've realized I used I've gone through multiple types of things right and I've gone through runs where I'll eat fast food you know what I mean I haven't done it in a while but up to when I switched my everything. There would be runs where I would go, you know, a week where I'd be eating fast food at least, you know, once a day. And it gets in you, man. It gets in you. And it's like, because it, it's good. It tastes good. Even though it's, it's shit. You know, some of it tastes good. It's fast. It's easy. You don't got, and it's cheap, right? Mm-hmm. That's what it gets you. It's cheap. Mm-hmm. And I just, I would gain weight. And once I started making my own shit again, like cooking my own food, potatoes, you know, broccoli, you know, it doesn't matter what it is. I can eat way more of that and not get fat mm-hmm. versus what I'm eating over here. Mm-hmm. And so it's really interesting how, how that works. You think that, you know, if I'm eating a whole bunch, I'm just going to gain a bunch of weight. But you're eating a whole bunch of good food that your body can process. Right. <laughs> That's exactly it. The, the thing with the with the with the fast food, there's nothing there for your body to process. However, your body don't know what to do with it. Mm-hmm. So your body is always going to reserve it's what your body does. If you don't know what to do with it. It could be useful in the in the future. We're going to set this shit over here. Right. Mm-hmm. In our fatty cells. And we're just going to hold it there until we need this shit. You know, <laughs> and that's exactly what your body does. You know. Yeah, That's no, exact, you're exactly right. And I I've struggled with it forever, man. I'm a I'm a I'm a you're a big dude. 
you know what I mean? You're taller than I am. I'm six mm-hmm. one and and I've always struggled. You know, I think I'm 250 right now. So here was the thing. When I went to Great Wolf Lodge two weeks ago, it, it should have been embarrassing, but it wasn't. But we went on the, there, there was a, a slide that we were to go down, right? You gotta hop on the fucking scale before <laughs> before you get on this ride, right? So that's how I know I'm 252. So I jumped on it and she looked at me, she said, Oh, oh my you can't ride this ride sir you're too heavy mm. and i'm like oh that's interesting i thought i was doing all right mm. <laughs> so i had to walk down and go to, to another one right and then my you know my my chick could have could have went on there but she's like fuck that i ain't stepping on no scale to get on a ride mm. <laughs> and so we just did it. but i mean it's like uh, i think like for me, two thirty is my is my good weight, right? Because when I hit two thirty, all of the soreness in my knees goes away, all of the you know issues that I, I have goes away, and it doesn't because I've been two twenty six, ten pounds lighter, and I look like I was still on meth, right? All mm. sucked up, you know what I mean? My stomach is all like it just looked weird, and you know some people just don't look good skinny, mm. and chicks too. It's you know? Well, it's, it's just, I mean, it's just all about your peak comfort level. For me, I know that my peak is, is around 192, right? I mean, when I was inside and I was on the weight pile and, and I, I experimented, I went up to about 210, 215 and yeah, my knees started hurting. Um, I started becoming lethargic. I broke it back down and I found that about 192 was, was the weight that I could just run through the weight pile all day, every day. Mm-hmm. But I, it's different for me out here now. One, I'm, I'm seven years older. You know, I'm pushing 48 now. And, and I'm not exerting my body the way that I once was. So how I put this to people is one, one perception that most of us don't have is understanding that our bodies are now breaking down. Once our bodies hit peak, it's it's now degenerating, right? It's not growing anymore. Mm-hmm. And and the whole first half of our lives, we're, we're growing, we're consuming because we're growing. So not only the calories that we're burning from the work that we're doing, but we're also burning calories from the growth. So that's the, these extra calories that we have to take in all the time. But as our bodies are breaking down, we don't need these calories. Mm-hmm. But yet our whole first half of our life, we've been accustomed to eating these big meals. But now, like when people say, man, when I hit 40, now all of a sudden I got a gut. That's what that means is because we still consume the way that we always have. It's, it's a habit. Mm-hmm. But our bodies are now breaking down and barely need those calories anymore. Right. The only calories that you need is really what's what's sustainable for me, Sean, like I'll go really just have one meal a day is what I have. The rest I may pick at things through the day as I feel hungry, but essentially just one meal a day. And that one meal, like me and my friend, we might go to a restaurant and and share an appetizer. Mm. You know what I mean? We'll just get an appetizer and share that and be cool with that. Yeah, yeah. I think we we I think as 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 people and and 
media has helped to fuel this mm-hmm. our need to 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 have to eat so much right mm-hmm. because it benefits them it benefits them to 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 trick you into thinking you need more food than you actually do because if you really like think about how much shit well i don't know about you but i think about how much shit that i throw away at the end of the week when mm-hmm. i go back to the store right i don't eat nearly as much as i i, I buy but mm-hmm. for some reason I've got it in my mind that I need this much food. Absolutely. And it could be it could be just the perception that you having an empty fridge means that you're a bad dad. You know, uh, or if your cabinets aren't full with with food and Kool-Aid and all this stuff that you're a bad dad, you're not taking care of your child. Mm-hmm. Look, your refrigerator's empty. Okay? Are we yeah. hungry? No. That don't matter. Your refrigerator's empty. So a lot of it, again, is the, like you say, the perception that they make us feel like we have to be in order to, to be this way or a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. And, and like, I, I start thinking about like not taking a lunch, right. If I wake up late, I don't have anything prepared. I just don't take shit. Right. And so and I and I make it through the day just fine. Yeah, I get a little bit hungry. I get some of them hunger pains, but they go away. Mm-hmm. And then they don't come back until mm-hmm. maybe a little bit like me, four or five hours later, then like, oh, yeah, shit, I got to eat something. You know, and did I die? No. Did I, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did I starve? No. <laughs> so how your often body, could you do that? I think you can go body. 30 days without, or 28 days or something without food. You can only go like seven or something without water, but water. you can, you can last for a long time without no food. What they say, Jesus fasted for 40 days, 40 nights, you know, so, but it, your body will let you know when you're hungry, not your stomach. When your stomach is letting you know you're hungry, it's hungry by the growling. That that's just because, um, you know, it's it's just a training. It's it's a, it's on a time basis. But your body, when you start to feel lethargic, your thought process isn't as as sharp or any. Then then that's when hunger is really starting to affect your body. Mm. You know, you may start to feel shaky, uh, things of that nature. And one, you don't want to get to that point. Yeah, no, you know, no, but you don't want that. It, it's all just about really like we talk about, Sean. You and I both, and, and a lot of, of what our show is, is just self-awareness, being conscious of yourself and questioning self. If you're sitting on the couch and you want to get up and go to the refrigerator to get something to eat, ask yourself, why? Why do I want to get up and get something to eat right now? When was the last time that I ate? Should I eat right now? Is it just because I just watched a freaking commercial? And now it makes me want to go friggin' eat. You know, hmm. be conscious of what we're doing. Question yourself. Why am I doing this right now? How many times, anybody watching, how many times have you gotten bored? You're sitting there watching some shit. You just ate, you know, a little while ago. You're not really hungry, but you got nothing to do. You're bored. You go and you open the refrigerator and you stare in that motherfucker. Hmm. Don't even know what you want. Yeah, look, looking down, look, shit. Let's see if you can see anything, even when it's full. And sometimes, and sometimes, what I'll do is when I come back from the grocery store and I fill my cabinets and I fill my my fridge and I fill the pantry back up, 
I'll just sit back and I'll open everything up and I'll look. And there's some sense of security there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like, ah, all right, I'm okay now. Why? Why? But how come I wasn't before? Or was I not okay? Why does this make me feel secure? Mm -hmm. <laughs> why does that make me feel secure? There's nothing. There's nothing. There's no security there. That's not going to help me if the banks fail, if my bank collapses. You know what I mean? It might, you know, extend my life a little bit. But I mean, I'm at that point, I got bigger problems. <laughs> no question. It definitely ain't going to help you if the electricity goes out for two weeks. Right. So I but I have done a little bit of prep. I bought. Uh, I, I haven't. I've got plenty of water. Well, I think I got plenty of water, but. And then I also have like a 50 pound bag or 25 pound bag of rice, 25 pound bag of beans. You know, I, I buy flour by the 25 pound bag. Cause I make, you know, my own fucking pizza dough and cookies and all kinds of shit. So like, I mean, I'm prepared sort of, but I mean, I think at that point, if shit hits the fan, I mean, we're going to have to like sit down and, uh, Holy shit, Tanner Campbell came to that. That's interesting. Um, ah, fuck, sorry. Something but, but, well, Something. No, but it's, it's, it's ridiculous. It, it really, honestly, like, prepare for what? This, again, is something that they're training us to, to, to spend money on. Again, it's, it's this fear-mongering, doom and gloom. But people, really, I mean, sit down and think about it, people. All these doomsday preppers and things like that. What's the point? Okay, we, we go into a nuclear holocaust. These nuclear missiles, if they even exist, fly all over the place and blow up all over the place. You're living underground and you think that you have enough stockpile in there to last you because you've done all the math. And then you come out to find out that you don't. Then what? You know, or so it's just like, what is all the point of it when you can just get up each day? Enjoy the life that you have as it is right now. You know what I mean? Enjoy the life that you have right now and just live the best day each day. Make each day the best day that you've ever lived in your life and enjoy that. And that's how I am from this point, man. I don't give a shit about these nuclear bombs, doomsday. When it comes to the point to us, if, if it ever happens and I starve to death, then that's just what it is, man. I don't want to live in that type of world anyhow. Well, it's not the nuclear bombs that are going to fucking do anything to us. It's it, we're going to we're going to perish, I believe, from natural causes and, you know, ELE events, you know, from either the meteor, a comet, uh the fucking Yellowstone volcano exploding, um you know, here in California, I mean, I, we just talked about that, that, uh, you know, 1862 flood, right? Mm -hmm. Luckily, it didn't, you know, the fourth, the fourth storm wasn't that warm and it didn't melt all the shit up there. But I mean, this thing happens every one to 200 years. It happened in 1862. So, I mean, that was over a um, hundred years ago. So, I mean, it's due. You know, but I mean, what are you going to do? You're going to run around scared because you know this is going to happen. Exactly. I mean, you know, you're most underground. People... No, I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. Yeah, you go ahead. Well, I mean, I don't think like the underground. Who who's underground? 
only the fucking wealthy people that can afford to build some shit underground or underground unless you go to turkey and turkey has that you know underground caverns and caves and shit that can you know that they did use back in the day when they had to go underground and they can fit like twenty thousand people in there right but i mean it, i'm not in turkey and i'm not gonna fly to turkey i don't have nothing i can go to underground i mean it's just i was thinking about that the other day i'm right by the water so if shit did flood if we did have like a tsunami or something i would be affected and like what would i do i mean am i gonna go somewhere am i gonna try and and like I, you know honestly i don't know if i would i would just mm. you know if it's my time it's my time and hopefully and there's something better on the other side <laughs> But it doesn't even matter. You deal with it when it comes. And that's the point, man. You know, you, yeah, you, you got these people who they, they, they dig holes in their property and then they go and buy these, these storage containers and bury them, you know, and turn them into little apartments that, that are like 10 feet underground, 20 feet underground, maybe 50 feet if they could have the money to dig that deep. Cause the deeper you go, the, the more expensive it gets, you know, but that's the and and okay so you're you're underground and you go down there and and the thing collapses in and and you you're buried alive now and and it was all for nothing and you were an asshole the day before so none of it matters <laughs> and you're still an you, asshole now you can go into all that this preparation for for doomsday and then you you could get squashed at home depot when all the plywood falls off the shelf you have no idea you know so it's it's just man just Deal with what's in front of you, live life, be your best person, and just enjoy what we have. Me, honestly, I would just love, like for me, I don't want to go out with no comet or nothing like that, but I would love to sit back and just watch some huge alien invasion. For real. <laughs> I just sit on my back porch, man, and just smoke out and just watch these huge intergalactic ships coming in and and all kinds of crazy looking stuff just walking around. Remember, remember uh uh, Mars attacks. Mm, mm -hmm. Remember that with Jack Nicholson? Man, mm -hmm. I would love that. Mm -hmm. I just get high as a kite watching these little things running around, these little brains running around, evaporating people. I think that I, I would probably I would have the joint, and if I knew, <laughs> like, if we were, if if that tsunami was coming, you know what I mean. I think I would just smoke out and sit and wait for it to just swipe me away because why would i want to why would i want to survive that mm -hmm. survive it to exactly. what to, to be miserable for until until i do die until something else does kill me Nah, mm -hmm. i just rather go out you know in the, in the beginning and you know it was a good run <laughs> you know maybe i'll come back as something else sometime some later you know whatever and who knows maybe you don't even get taken out maybe they come and they see that you're calm and peaceful and they're like man we dig you and they take you back to their planet and they make you into some intergalactic king. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. You're sitting right. over there in, in, in some other universe like, man, who would have thought this shit would have happened? Where's Billy Joe when I need him? Boy, he would never believe this shit. <laughs> and, that, yeah, and a lot of it is too is so crazy that it's like, how can it be true? I mean, you can't make a lot of this stuff up. What? So I'm looking for some some stuff. I don't want to look at NBC. Um, I've been looking ABC, for stuff my whole damn life. Uh, Theweek.com. Don't want to look at CNN. <laughs> How 
How about NPR? NPR is all right. Let's look. Let's look at NPR was okay. What was the show that used to come on in the middle of the night, man? Um, I used to listen to it when I was in prison. Coast to coast, coast to coast. Art Bell and George Norrie. George Norrie. Then there was another one. It was a Monk something Monk. Mm, I don't remember that, but I do remember listening to Coast to Coast and Art Bell in uh, when I was in prison. And I was in Nevada, right? I was in Nevada State Prison, and I got mo- I was in Indian Springs, and I remember because it was a it was out in the desert, and at nighttime our windows because we had windows, um, looked out over the over the desert plain, right? Mm. And we were in an elevated so high desert. We were up in the high desert, but we could see all the way down into the low the low basin of the of the desert, right? And at night, it was the uh, the Nellis Air Force Base's practice uh, area, right? Mm. So we'd see tracers all night long when they're out there shooting shit. <laughs> and I'd be I'd be listening to Coast to Coast, watching the tracers, and they'd be talking about Area Fifty One. <laughs> That's cool as hell. But is that do they not do that anymore? Oh, I don't know. They probably do. I mean, they're they're. I mean, it's it's the Air Force's, uh, you know, bombing, um, bombing course. You know how they have. No, I mean uh, the coast to coast. Yeah, coast to coast I, is still there. I think it's I think it's with George Norrie now. Uh, Art Bell heard, stopped. Let's see. Let's see I haven't I heard that. I haven't listened to it in a while. But um, yeah, we used to. I man, I used to love just sitting up listening to these. If I couldn't sleep, I would put that on. And just listen to these people calling in, talking about these aliens and Sasquatches and and all of this stuff, man. But I would love to see it, man. I, I, I man, I'll be ready. I just sit there and and let life be life, man. That's the kind of the guru ness that I've fallen into. Ah, eh, let life be life, and I just handle what comes to me, man. I'm tired of paying these people's taxes. I'm tired of I'm tired of all this stuff, man. So it's coast to coast AM. Mm. And this is the Art Bell vault, but live nightly 1 a.m. to 5 a.m. And who is the who is the that's the Art Bell vault vault upcoming shows? Who's their who is their guy now? Mm. Let's see a picture. What happened to Norris? I don't know. But yeah, coast to coast always had like you know that that other shit, man. They talk about all kinds of different stuff, but most of it was um, you know UFO, Bigfoot, um, Loch Ness monster, you know mm-hmm. all all the all the weird shit that that people talk about. Well, I don't know how weird it is, but it's it's stuff that most people don't talk about, like the the uh, Sasquatch. Yeah. I'm from, you know, Northern California, you know, supposedly this, that's where it's from Oregon, you know, Washington, like all of the Northern coast is supposed to be Sasquatch, Sasquatch territory. Right. Mm-hmm. There's a, a, anybody that's out there that has Hulu, um, go and watch the, the movie or the documentary Sasquatch. And it's not about, it is about the Sasquatch, but it's a it's about the marijuana growers up in Humboldt County and how they used 
the Sasquatch as a story to keep the to keep the cartels from coming into their area and and you know growing because mm-hmm. that was a thing you know the cartels were starting to to move into you know northern california and growing weed up in that area and the fertile you know, land yeah and then the you know the natives to that area you know the people that came from there because a lot of it so humboldt started as liberals from the bay area which are not the same liberals that we have now um, but these were w- what the hippies were, right? The weed smoking hippies. They wanted to get out and, and get away from the system and get out of you know, a lot like probably what we're seeing now. And most people are like, yeah, I want to get the fuck out of this system. You know what I mean? This is horrible. And so they did. They went up there and they started farming. They started growing weed. They started doing all this stuff. Right. And then around the time when, you know, the camp and all the they're trying to eradicate all this weed, marijuana from humble got up to like four thousand forty five hundred dollars a pound mm. it was more expensive than fucking gold right per ounce or per pound oh yeah per ounce and that's a lot a pound of gold is probably a lot um and so it was uh it was this really strange time and then that's where people that's where the indoor spark spark from right because they, the camp was just eradicating so much shit they just came in like fucking like it was vietnam <laughs> and have you ever seen any of those videos of the shit they would do Mm-mm. oh my god they just come in and just take whole fucking whole farms out and light them on fire <laughs> well yeah i mean i've seen the the marketing propaganda you know over here in florida that's that's all we would get is the news of them a oh, big seizure found and 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 whatnot and uh, they'd have these big fields with piles and piles, mountains high of of mm-hmm. marijuana that they're burning. Supposedly, I I doubt it was marijuana they were burning, but. <laughs> so, anyways, so Sasquatch was uh, they they made up this story, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna ruin it for you. You should go and watch it because it's a really good uh, series. It's like three episodes, I believe, and mm-hmm. uh, it's uh, yeah uh, that one, and then also Murder Mountain. If if you're into marijuana stuff and you want to, you know, history of of Humboldt and and uh, all of that, those are two really good um, documentaries to check out about the marijuana industry in Humboldt. And I remember going up there once when I was tweaking. Yeah, I was a I was a drug addict. I was a meth addict for quite some time, and I would do silly shit because I couldn't sleep, and I would go get myself into all kinds of dumb trouble. And one of the things that I decided to do one night when I couldn't sleep was get a friend and go up to fucking the that area, not Humboldt, but the outskirts of it, and go and poke around in the in the forest uh, looking for marijuana. Luckily, I didn't hit a bear trap or a snare or a fucking hook mm. or something, you know, because they got all kinds of booby traps out there, and I didn't know nothing about that at the time. And uh, yeah. So I was like, "Fuck, dude!" Yeah, when damn I think sure about, don't want to get your foot in a in a bear trap. No, no. Um, so yeah, I say, I say, stay away from meth. N- nothing good comes from that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, <laughs> stay away from meth. But it's the same out here. We have crab trapping. You know, uh, people. You know, they'll they'll go out there and try to steal these crabs. You know, you put a trap out there and and. In the middle of the night, you'll have individuals go out there and try to pull those traps and steal your crabs. I've experienced that. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> up until 
this I didn't do it this year and I I don't think I did it last year but up until like 2020 was the last year I did it me and my homeboy I got a fifth wheel and so I take my fifth wheel up there he's got a fishing boat and we had like 10 crab traps right between the two of us and we go up there for a week and just kill it you know what I mean just mm-hmm. drop them and and stay out there fish and and do whatever and that was a that was a huge problem that we were running across because we didn't want to sit on our traps all day long. Right. It's right. like, I don't want to sit there on the boat and, you know, sometimes it's cold and you know, for fucking four hours at a time. But what we found is that they, that's what would happen, man. They, they would, and we caught somebody doing it. We caught somebody doing it and there wasn't much that you can do about it because they're in like this small little skiff, right? It's like that they yeah. can, you know, go, they'll go and they'll just pull them, they'll pull them, they'll pull them and take what they can, drop it back down. They'll do it as fast as they can. Mm-hmm. So we came around the, we came around another rock on the point and we seen them over, you know, probably halfway through our, uh, our, uh, our line. And mm-hmm. as soon as we start going this way, they, anybody comes anywhere near there, they, yeah, they make a beeline. You know what I mean? What are you going to do? You're going to go fucking chase them down? And then what are you going to do when you fucking get them? You, no, know, you got a sniper rifle. You ain't going to shoot them? You, you, you can. Know, you're going to put a hole in their boat? Which that... I I wouldn't have a problem with that, but the police would. Yeah, you absolutely can. You, because that's that's protecting your business. These people are, are, uh, are taking your business. And that absolutely can happen out there if you're taking... This is why that man is trying to go through him as fast as he can, because he knows he can get his ass shot out there. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, that's what right at the point where he stopped, they were all empty, and then they were all full fucking from that point on. So it was like, <laughs> son of a bitch. But 2020 was, everybody was out of work. Mm-hmm. Nobody was making money. So it's like you had all of these, um, you know, people coming out, and they're all where i'm at and i'm not going to say what group of people uh we usually see doing this but it's one group that does it mostly um and i'll just leave it at that Mm. and so yeah i mean they they go and they they uh sell them they'll take your shit and they'll go and they'll sell them for 10 bucks a piece you know and i they'll get plenty of money for them because there's tons of people that want fresh crab and ten dollars a fucking two pound crab that's a good mm-hmm. price. <clears throat> so yeah, I, I got plenty of experience with that, man, and it sucks, especially when because you're you. It's hard work. We don't. We didn't have a a a, win, a, a winch last time that pulls the shit. So it was uh, always usually me. Hand. It was always usually me yeah. doing it because I'm the pool guy. He's the he's the uh, the the I'm the deckhand basically because it's not my boat. Yeah. And so I'm doing all that, the hard pulling. He does too. And his son comes sometimes and we'll, we'll switch off uh, back and forth. But I mean, that's hard Damn work. Right, that's hard work. Damn right. So you're sitting here, you got to pull that up by hand. Let's just say you have 10 crabs in there, right? Mm-hmm. At two pounds a piece. Mm-hmm. That's 20 pounds. The cage in itself is probably 60 pounds. And then the pressure from trying to pull it up through, from through the, the water, water, the drag, barnacles mm-hmm. on it, seaweed on it, all this stuff on it. And that's that's work. And you're doing that. How many traps you say you had? Ten of them? Ten, ten, yeah. So what we do is we we drop them. And by the time we drop our tenth one, it's almost time to go back around and pull them up. Because mm-hmm. you only need like 30, maybe an hour, 
hour and a half, you know, any, any longer than that, you know, especially if you're in a location where they are, they, they fill up quick, mm. <clears throat> but it's finding the location. That's why you have to have a, a line, you know what I mean? Cause then you, you drop them, then you'll pick, let's say you get your first, second, third, there was like maybe one or two, then your fourth one, you've got 10, your fifth one, you've got five, your sixth one, you've got two. So you see where your concentration is. And so your next one, so you pull the ones that didn't, that weren't in a space that had a bunch. And then you make your line this way instead of this way, mm -hmm. based off of that, that grouping of, of crab. Or what you could do is you could go circle around that spot with them instead of a line mm -hmm. to try to get the concentration. And they move, you know, they're, they're moving through the, on the, on the floor all over the place. You know what I mean? And so it's, it's, it's just a matter of finding them and then, and then getting a, a concentration of them. And you're, you're only allowed 10 anyways per person. So, I mean, it doesn't take a whole lot to get, to get 20 or 30. Oh, okay. So you're only allowed 10. Yeah. And then what happens if you get caught with 20 or 30? 500 a piece. 500 for each crab? 500 for each crab over your limit. Oh, <laughs> that's some, you better enjoy that shit. Yeah, no, but it should be though. That's how it should be, you know, mm -hmm. because that's that, that again, stops the, the overabundance, you know, that and allows then last everybody year, to be, to be able to go get crabs. So now there's another thing around here. So, so two years ago, they, they pushed the season out for recreational right oh no no you guys can't do your deal because there's whales out there you're gonna entangle them mm. okay most of us are 60 feet 60 to 100 feet you got some guys that'll go out to like 150 200 but those guys have the winches right and the, the big right. winches the, the the powerful ones that can pull that shit most of us don't so i mean by you doing that, are you really saving the saving the whales? Or are you saving the crab for your commercial season? So so it, we don't wipe out a lot of it. You know what I mean? And so when I and then also too, if you want it, so here's the kicker: if you want to if you want to do it before, right? You can fish for crab but you can't use the square traps you have to use the other ones that are like oh, i can't i there's a there's a different one and it's not really like it's closed when you pull it up you can't you have to can keep you have to keep pressure on it because if you let it sit all of them will fucking come out so it's harder to catch them right it appears that it's harder to catch them but we found that it was pretty easy but the problem is, is that you had to go and retool, right? How many people are going to, are going to be able to afford to buy a whole new set of traps, a whole new 10 set of traps, right? And then who owns the, who owns the company that makes those traps? And are they connected to the people who regulate and push out the the season to make it more profitable for the commercial or the profit for the company that you have to retool with new traps and the company was in california mm. 
<laughs> oddly enough. <laughs> so do you think there's something fishy there? No pun intended. <laughs> yeah. But we're supposed to give people the benefit of the doubt. Yeah, right. Hey, man, give me the benefit of the doubt. It only looks... Uh, I didn't know that, though. I, I thought that once the crabs were in the cages, they were stuck. They couldn't come out. Mm. No, they can. Well, they have these flaps, right? So they can get in, and like the square cages have the flaps that they get in there, and then the flap shut. Mm. There's other ones that they can get into the hole, so there's there's three or two holes in the trap, and they can get into it, but they can't seem to figure out how to get out of it some of them can you know i've i've seen some of the the crabs get out of out of the square trap mm. especially like when one comes in and another one will just scurry out as he as he as he's coming in for the shit but a lot of it so has to do with having the right bait enough of it to keep them occupied for that period of time and enough to to generate enough smell to bring them all in ah and, and I found that the best bait to use, like a lot of people use chicken, they'll use chicken legs, they'll use, you know, uh, squid. I've found that rock using rockfish, right? So we'll go out and we'll jig some rockfish, we'll cut the carcasses, we'll fillet them, and then we'll hang the carcass in there. And then we'll throw the fillets in a bag. And that that's what they love, man. That's that's I've had the most success using using that for bait. Mm. But I mean, they're bottom feeders. They'll eat fucking anything. I wonder if the crabs know that they're in a cage. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do you remember the first time? Like, I was thinking about this the other day. The first time you ever got locked up, did you? Did you ever go to jail as a or go to juvenile hall? Yeah, that's so. My first time getting locked up was um, JDC. Uh, it was a small JDC. There was only maybe eight or nine kids in there. No females. Like at this time, there was never any females in the JD. It was it was news. Like we would wake up, man. They got a girl over there, man. We're gonna see a chick at at breakfast time. You know? <laughs> but um, yeah, it was all solitary confinement. You know, we had no cellies. The cells were designed for for solitary. And yeah, it uh. I remember it vividly. I was 14, 15, and I would get up. We had one window that was made out of plexiglass, so it made a, a great bass sound. And um, I, uh, it's hard for me to believe, Sean. It really is, man, that, that um, I was just this kid in, in solitary confinement in a juvenile detention center. You know, it just seems like it, it was uh, another lifetime ago or something. But I was. I was. That was me. My, my childhood. <clears throat> so the first time that I was, I freaked out when I when I got locked into that room, that little cell by myself. Like you go through like a caged animal when you get thrown when you when you when a cannibal when a can when an animal let's say you're trying to trap an animal like a skunk or, or something to go release them in the wild, right? Somewhere else they're in your house, they're under your house or something, whatever. When they get, when you, when they first, if it's the first time they've ever get gotten stuck in something like that, they freak the fuck out. Like mm -hmm. banging on shit. Mm -hmm. fucking, 
I did the same thing when I got locked up the first time and I realized I couldn't get out of that fucking room. I banged on the doors. I kicked the doors. I fu- You go through the, I expelled all the energy I possibly could. Mm-hmm. And then you, and then you wipe yourself out emotionally. Right. Because when I was a cat, I was probably crying. I want to get the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you just, then there's this period where you, you've accepted the fact that you ain't going nowhere, right? I think that's the saddest place to be. Well, that's yeah, because your 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 spirit is broken. Yeah, that's you, the you, whole you, point. They broke you and and put you into submission. But it's where you grow from there. You know, I, that that's the conversation I had. I, I actually posted a portion of it, but I want to post the whole conversation. But that's. That's the conversation that I had about coming home from prison, you know, is that this, this incarceration is, is a process where we have to create a whole new identity. And my recommendation for those coming home, especially if you've done a decade or more and, and you've done the process of creating that new identity, this new person, you don't want to go to prison anymore. You want to be a good person, things of that nature. You have to kill that old person completely. Mm. You have to murder him and bury him, and he no longer exists. And then you you create this new identity. That's why I say, um, you know that that's when Thomas Freeme was born. When I came home this last time, that's my new identity, Thomas Freeme. And and I built Thomas Freeme to be a certain way, the way that I wanted him to be ever since I was a child. That society didn't allow. Uh, for that to happen. And that is my identity that I protect at all costs now, viciously, you know, viciously, but mm. yeah, man, create you a new identity coming home and, and be that person and, and be, make that person the best person that you can. Well, this is my identity, Sean Dustin. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The one that I had when I was, uh, the one I had, and let me say what's up to Chris. Cause he said, good morning guys, Chris, what's up? Yeah. Thanks good morning, morning, Chris. That's my part joining the show. Um, oh, fuck, man. <laughs> what was I gonna say? Well, we were talking about, um, what were we talking about? Uh, well, the new identity and Sean Dustin oh, yeah, was your yeah, identity, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so, back when I was, excuse me, back when I was doing my thing, I, my nickname was Mr. After Hours, right? And that was my persona. I was the guy that would go to the nightclubs. I would, you know, have people come back when the club would, would end. And, you know, I had DJ friends that had, and, and a roommate that was a DJ that had turntable set up and we go and I would continue selling drugs and I would continue doing them and I'd stay high. You know what I mean? It's like, I would create this environment around myself to, to, I guess you would all like, I guess you would to satisfy every need that I had. Right. I needed to make money, so I, I had that covered. You know what I mean? It, y'all, y'all need to stay up some later. All right, come on, come on. I got, I got you. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, bringing the women around from the club into my circle, right? And so that was the persona. And now, you know, and then I use Sean Dustin now um, because that's you know it's my first and and my middle name, mm-hmm. and so that's who I choose to go by now because that's a, a, a a different incarnation of, of what Mm -hmm. used to be. Right. 
and a, a more smart, a more well, a more it's rounded, just a completely different, yeah, yeah more rounded well, individual that 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 takes time to think. Now, I'm not perfect. I mean, Jesus Christ, far from it. I mean, I still react to shit sometimes when I should be responding to it. I still, you know have flares uh flare-ups of of not wanting to do meth but like what they call it, like character defects that still pop out every once in a while mm. you know what i mean that's not character no 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 it's not character defects because that has nothing to do with sean dustin that that is uh mr happy hour after hour <laughs> still still tr still you haven't killed that person completely but as long as you're aware that that the enemy is still out there lingering, but that, see, that's the thing is that has nothing to do with Sean Dustin. That's what the the ulterior. That's what this new identity. We can never associate the old identity with the new, or you have to create a whole new identity again. Is that that is Mister Happy Hour? that Sean Dustin has to put into the ground completely for all and, and truly sink into Sean Dustin, the good guy. Lieutenant Lawson. Welcome. See you joined us. Appreciate it. Thanks for, thanks for coming on and uh, checking Lieutenant out the show. Lawson. Lieutenant of what? That's my question. What are we lieutenantizing? Are you law enforcement? Which you're welcome. It, yeah, ain't nothing, nothing, nothing bad if you are. Absolutely. I was, I was raised by by uh, law enforcement. My dad, my my grandma. Do you know? Interesting fact: my grandmother was the first female police officer in Berkeley, California. Berkeley PD. Mm. And then Military. My uncle, you know, my uncle worked. Uh, he was a cop too. He was a cop for uh, El Cerrito. Then he retired from that. This dude is is crazy. He retired as being a cop. Then he went and became a uh, an investigator for prosecutors, right? So uh, there's a name for it. Um, he's some sort of an investigator for the prosecution. He did that, retired from that, he's collecting a pension from that and the other one, and then went and got a job from the marshal service. And he's one of the guys that brings you from the jail to the to the courtroom. Mm in the federal court and he's probably going to retire from that and get another pension from that. Like at what point are you going to enjoy, enjoy your life? Hmm. Well, maybe that, maybe that's his enjoyment, but yeah, Possibly. thank you, Chris, uh, for, for that there. Um, absolutely. Thank you for your service. Uh, the subject matter, Lieutenant Lawson is, is, uh, we're, we're kind of all over the place, but we're just talking about, um, life here in America and, and our opinions of it and and such. My phone is actually getting ready to, to die rather quickly. So my TikTok is going to end. But for those that are still interested, you can join uh, Sean Dust. You're still live on YouTube, right? Well, I'm live on YouTube and I'm on TikTok. So if you go to at nowhere to go but up on TikTok or if you go to SeanDustin.com, my TikTok is on is on there too, is on my uh, on the on the on the header for social media okay. i see it yeah and then if you go to my channel i'm live on the youtube as well but my that i'm gonna cut off on the tiktok though my phone so, is gonna die 
what we started out talking about uh lieutenant lawson was um the hunter biden laptop and and how he uh is suing the repair the, the repair shop owner for it's a counter a counter suit to the defamation suit that the that the lap or the, uh, the business owner um put on them and and it's you know just a a whole another thing that uh just to show the 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 climate of our country and our society right now it's in shambles it's in shambles you know it's a, it does it doesn't it doesn't look like anything that i remember growing up with for sure well let's ask let's ask the the lieutenant like how do you feel lieutenant lawson about what's going on with the america that you sacrificed your life to and dedication to defend do you like what you see what's going on with the american people do you agree with uh, the government's agenda their movement you want to invite him to the to there to my well my phone just died so i'm out of the tiktok all right i don't how do you invite people well he ha- does he have a, a thousand subs or more can he go live oh yeah i don't know let's see Nope, 840. So he needs some help. Those that want to subscribe and and support your military. Yep. Let's uh, let's give uh, Lieutenant Lawson some follows there so uh, (laughs) we can uh, get him on on the uh, ability to join a, a TikTok live. And I guess if anybody else out there is, you know, wants to chime in on this, you can, because uh, you'll be able to hear them, um, Thomas, because I've got it all plugged through my my handy dandy uh, mixer. <laughs> I need to get one of those. See, that's the thing that I have to figure out because, like on my Thursday night show, right? I want to be able to take guests. I want to be able to take callers into our conversation. You know what I mean? Through Skype, I want I want my callers, my my listeners, to know that they can. Just find me on Skype and join in and call in and I can answer them on the show and that my co-host who's in Michigan, which like would be you, mm-hmm. can hear my my caller and vice versa. If he has callers calling in, you know, and such, that is that's something I, I really want to do. I want to to grow my, my podcast in that fashion. Mm, Thomas has no sound. So this doesn't go two ways. This just goes one way, unless we're on TikTok Live, going uh-huh, together. Which, which mine mine ended. So you'd have to let them know that because they can't hear me. Yes. Yeah, so that's what the problem is. So he he's off of his TikTok, and you can only see him. So how would I get you? I wonder how I would get you because I have a two way uh, uh, a TRRS cable that allows. So normally. Like when I go to Clubhouse and I do the same thing, Clubhouse can hear and communicate two ways with. Uh... See, how I do on my YouTube is how I'm streaming it right now is I am showing. I, I set it up because, you know, I go through Streamlabs and I have uh, uh, it set up to where I'm streaming uh a web page okay because when i connect to your stream i have to connect through the website so then i just stream the website 
through my site and so my my watchers my listeners can actually hear you see see us that's mm. how i'm streaming mine okay so yeah they can't hear but what he said is he absolutely believes that the administration has us in a mess but he can't speak too much on it which is understandable you're in the military so right yeah you, you gotta watch what you're is saying. he is he active now i don't know if he's on the stream anymore since nobody can hear you mm. we dropped down to one 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 yeah, viewer. My man chris follow me over here um but I, so, I can't stay on too much longer i gotta get on man i got a big plate today i got a meeting coming in uh my plate is getting full shining and the issue is is all of this is nonprofit work for the most part so it's I don't get paid for this. It's all strictly donations, you know. And so a lot of my day, a lot of my week, a lot of my time is consumed in nonprofit work and I have no money coming in. And then I got to turn around and find the time to go out here and try to Uber, mm -hmm. you know, to try to to cover these bills. And it's and it's really, really wearing me down. Well, that's by design. They don't they don't they don't want to make it easy for you to be able to spread the truth and get paid for it are you kidding no we can let you spread the truth but you ain't getting shit and then we're going to wear you down that way because at some point you're going to get tired of of expending the energy and not getting any in anything in return you know and then the algorithm plays a part in that and you know what i mean because they they can control what you say and and who gets to see it and how far your reach is you know that's unless you want to play the game unless you want to play the game and and you know speak the truth but then tell the tell the narrative mm -hmm. you know to speak the truth support the narrative right that's the only way you're going to get your shit out there and recommended you may not even get it recommended just because you're talking about the truth that's in there that that, that pieces of of what's really going on is in there so I, it's just a fucking stupid dance we got to do. It is. It's the biggest thing, especially when you put all your time and effort into something and you can watch it start to take off. That's the biggest thing. You'll watch this thing because you know that it's going to reach a lot of eyes. It, it has a potential to go mainstream viral. And all of a sudden it'll it'll be up to a thousand, two thousand views within five minutes. And then it just stops. Yeah. Like, ah! <laughs> yeah you'll get like two more views after that and you're like what the hell how does this That's how crazy. does this happen so oh, it's I discouraging to time, you man. yeah it's discouraging to you but it's understanding what what gets me up and motivates me each day is understanding again history going back to what we said from the top knowing that these people have constantly tried to suppress history the truth for for eternity so if that's what motivates me each day is to get up and keep pushing the truth like you say my truth my living experience and and how my 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 brain has been able to process it mm. you know so if i have yeah. one listener two listeners three listeners listen man i know that it's out there in, in the universe and maybe a hundred years from now if we don't get wiped out from from little brain aliens or meteors or nuclear weapons or whatever, my message is still going to be out there. Mm -hmm. You know, so that's that's why I do it, man. Yeah, me too. I mean, I, I'm, well, partly because I'm stubborn too. 
I don't, I don't want to. It's like, dude, I'm this far invested. I've been doing this shit for five years. I've got 200 fucking episodes almost, and I've done over almost 250 interviews in five years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I'll be damned if I'm gonna fucking let you run me off because I can't figure out this fucking formula. I'll tell you what, since I changed the titles, my thing has taken off. It really has. Since I've went back and changed the titles, I've I've um I just went through a thousand downloads within two weeks. I've never done that. Hmm. Yeah, I haven't changed any of the titles. I just ah. go back and change the titles, man. Start working on like five, go all the way to the beginning, do five at five a day. Change the title, just change a little bit of the description. To what? And just but what do you what do you change it to? More keywords. So like uh and get rid of names. So like a lot of my episodes was like um people's names. High uh, you know, live discussion with such and such. Nobody knows who this freaking person is. And when they run across that episode and see it's two hours long, who 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 is going to sit down and invest any kind of time? into that when they don't even know who it is mm-hmm. so it's instead of using the name like say for instance one of my one of my dearest to me episodes was with uh dr uh, uh robert roten which was the arizona Tra- trauma institute and him and i were talking about juvenile mental incompetence and things um very important discussion, but didn't get a lot of views because at the at the time it was Dr. Roten, uh, trauma trauma specialist, Arizona Institute. I think was the title. Who the hell is going to click on that? They have no idea what it is. But I changed the title to how mental mental uh, mental deficiency. I can't remember the thing that because it's been a, over. A year, but I changed it. I just changed the title to. Um, so it's a keyword. The how. Yeah, how to mental. Uh, what's the what the damn mental health, right? Mental health, because I think that's what it is. Is how to substantiate mental health amongst juveniles. Some some long title. I don't know, but I put a lot of keywords in there. How to juvenile. Um things of that nature. So change your titles to be a, a short synopsis of what your description is. Like we see in the big headlines in the newspapers, mm-hmm. big bald head, you know, think in that fashion as something that is going to get the person to say, Ooh, that's interesting right now. Right. Mm-hmm. Mental health is, is, is a big search engine. A lot yeah. of people are searching for mental health. So it's, Putting key phrases, because that's what that guy told me. He's like, man, two things that I see, your inconsistency and your titles. He said, don't put numbers in your titles and and don't put names. Make your titles a little more descriptive. And he says, I guarantee you'll see it's just a change from that. And man, I have. You know, mm, you I know really, what I could really do? Have. I could start with just removing the numbers. Because there are some, like a, a lot of my earlier ones, all are numbered. Number So yeah, I can do that. I can go in and chain, take that off and see if anything happens. 
and then think about some other stuff to to do. It just all takes time, man. Put the numbers. What it, what his suggestion was is if you're gonna have numbers on your podcast because you, uh, you you reference different things. Go back to episode two fifty two to hear more on the discussion that we're having now. Whatever. Put those in your description. Okay. In the title, he said because numbers drives the algorithm crazy. And it'll just discard it because nobody's searching numbers. You know what I mean? Nobody's going into a search engine and just typing numbers. So it's, yeah, that makes sense. You know what I mean? So it's, what are the people typing in the search engines that is going to trigger your episode to go in front of them? Uh, Yeah, that makes a lot of sense that it would confuse it. Like, all right, well, what do I do with this? Right. Especially if it's at the very front of the episode, it's like one at the ni- front of the episode, right? One one number one ninety six. Where the fuck do I put this? <laughs> where does this go? How do I categorize this? Well, that and how many one ninety sixes are out there in the, in the search world? Oh yeah, I didn't even think about that part. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's it's got a, a trillion upon a trillion one ninety sixes that it has to reference through. Oh, yeah. And that's 196 in any, like, hashtag 196 in anything out there, right? In anything, right. Okay. Yeah, SEO is is really important, but it's hard to understand, especially if you're not, like, in that, in that, mm-hmm. you know, like, trying to, to wrap your head around it. Even just the whole content creation thing and algorithm and being discovered and building an audience. I mean, it's not, it's. You think that it would be a lot easier than it is because you see, you know, you watch Joe Rogan and you see Jamie and you see all, you know what I mean? And it just seems so simple. Mm-hmm. And what once you get into the nuts and bolts of it and realize, oh shit, there's like six lanes to this. Mm-hmm. And 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 the what you see and me talking to you, this is a fun part. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a fun part of content creation, is you know, having the conversations, doing the doing the thing, doing the interview, talking. Now, the hard part is everything after it, because that's the boring, monotonous, you know, the post here, post there, make sure you post at this time, not that time. And, and, and you know, sometimes you're like with me, TikTok versus YouTube What's hot on TikTok for me is a is a is a dud on on uh, on YouTube. And what's hot on YouTube for me is a dud on TikTok. I don't understand why it doesn't make any sense to me. But that's what I'm experiencing. And then if I'm going to take a video off TikTok and try to multi-stream it on different platforms, I'm going to be shut down, right? Because all these other platforms are trying to shut TikTok down. So do you think I can take a TikTok video and show it on YouTube and YouTube's going to promote that video? Of course not. Mm, that's what I do, too. Because it's as it's soon simple. as it sees that TikTok. Yeah, of course. It's it's fast and it's efficient. But as soon as YouTube sees that TikTok watermark, it's going to shut it down. It don't want its people going to TikTok. Well, maybe so, that's why the the ding 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 stop. So so what I have to do is is um I use a couple of different platforms or just my regular camera phone is is do the recording and then share that actual recording out to the different platforms you know how much more time does that take does that add like another hour to it 
No, because it's 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 essentially the same. The only difference is is that TikTok has such a great editing platform for you to to design a great video that you then want to share that on the other platforms because these other platforms don't have that great editing material to it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, yeah, your 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 video is gonna vary from YouTube to Instagram because YouTube you can pretty much just only put a text in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so, but it gives it some variety. So, yeah, you're going to put an extra little bit of time because it's not just a, a plug and play on each one. You actually have to physically get in there and do each one for each platform. Mm-hmm. But this is this is what we're talking about. What the people don't understand, and and especially our family members or people that are close to us that don't understand the time and effort that goes into this here. And for people like us, like we do everything. Mm -hmm. We do everything from start to finish, the editing, the promoting. So just to go into this right here, which this kind of, for for me um, and Sean, we we just kind of do this together. This wasn't planned. and, And we said, hey, we should do this every week or whatnot. I haven't even really been able to post any of these episodes that you, cause I have so many other things. Salute. So many other things that we salute that we have to go through that it, 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 um, I'm backlogged, mm-hmm. but it's, it's the, yeah, this is the fun part, but I truly can't enjoy this because one, I don't have an, an, uh, uh Uh, an editor or anybody on the sideline that's making sure that I'm not muted, making sure that my sound is right, making sure that video feed is going out and that I'm still live. So I have to pay attention to all of that, Mm -hmm. which distracts me from the conversation holistically. I'm listening to one, you know, the con and we're having deep discussions. Yeah. And you see that and you see that right when I'm over here and I'm like, I'm trying to listen to you and it, but it, it's like you, you can, you can tell, that I didn't hear, I didn't, I didn't catch anything that you said. And I'm just, uh, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> and it's difficult, especially when I have a guest on where I have to stay plugged into this conversation because I don't want my guest to think, well, man, this, this guy put, calls me on his show. He's not even paying attention to me. You know what I mean? So it's, well, it's just understanding. He asks me to dinner, gives me a plate, and then walks off. And then walks off, you know? Because somebody mentioned that somebody to me the other day, like you play on your phone a lot while you're live. I'm like, well, I'm not playing on my damn phone. I'm sharing my link out to get viewers to come because I don't have somebody to yeah. sit here and share my stuff, mass share it out to to all my platforms. I have to do all of that. So it's we're like we're like a clown juggling ten pins, <laughs> and people don't see that. People yeah, just yeah. see the clown and they laugh at him. Yeah. No, no, that's true. And they, they don't know what it takes because they're not doing this. They're just consuming it. They're not, they don't know anything about how it really, what it, what it takes to, to, to do it all. Um, so I belong to this thing called the true seekers tavern over on clubhouse. And this is what I'm going to try and what we should be forming. You should, I think that we need to figure out, like find a group of folks that like what we're doing and we'll share out our shit every time right mm. and we'll you know what i mean and so because what, what what drives that algorithm is first the likes the comments 
you know what I mean? And so if, if you can get 10 or 20 people to join in like on a post of yours and just get in there and get active and you do the same with theirs, you know what I mean? It's a give and take thing. You know, you post something, I'm, I'll do the same shit that will help. I think bypass the algorithm, you know what I mean? Of what the content is, it'll be overtaken by the, amount of participation within the post itself so that will override whatever you know what i mean may slow it down from the content perspective does that make sense no well absolutely and and as my friend just came on you know miss yvette harvey that's her and i were talking about that the other day because um she she's made a note to while I'm live to go in and stay interactive in the chats and, and um, answer people's questions and things. Cause I just can't, I see them and every once in a while I'll try to make mention, but a lot of times I'm so deep in the conversation that I don't want to break that thought process, you know, to, for acknowledgement or anything like that. And I just can't keep up with the chat and do everything as well. So she's done that, but that's, what I was explaining to her was that is what drives the algorithm. Mm. YouTube wants people on their page. So if there's something that is there that people are staying tuned in with, interacting with, they're typing, they're texting, they're doing all of these things, YouTube is then going to promote that into their algorithm. Look, there's a hot, there's a hot live out there right now, mm. you yeah. know? So that all of that is important, you know, especially on TikTok. If you have something where you see that that it's it's like fishing in a way, if you see that this video is going, it's running every time you refresh, it has two, three hundred view new views to it. You have to go in there, make sure you're liking, make sure you're commenting, make sure that people are responding to you, because that is what keeps that going. I did that. I rode that one video all the way to 130,000 mm. before it stopped. But I'm watching, I'm live in it. I'm I'm in the car riding. I think I was passenger that day. I was able to 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 work it, but I'm in there. I'm commenting, I'm liking. Every time I refresh, there's 30 new comments. I'm going through it. I'm cuz it was like I think 5,000 comments on this right here. Hmm. On, on what you're just doing here? On the one on the on the uh, the one video about the geeker, okay. remember President Zelensky? Oh, remember yeah, we yeah, were yeah. talking about that where where he was constant. He was doing the speech. He was constantly wiping his nose, and we're like, yeah, he's a he's a sniffer. <laughs> and that that went viral. Cool. But so we I, have to stay active with that, yeah. So that's what I'm gonna do. Um, I'm gonna try and do a couple of TikTok lives, and you know, with the information that I was gonna play, like the videos I was gonna play through this. And they, for whatever reason, it was too slow. It was buffering. It wasn't letting me go through. So I think I'm going to, I'll do a separate TikTok today on that and start and, you know, let those play, you know, because I mean, that's the same, that's the same thing. If you're sharing other people's, other people's content that have a, have a good, a good uh, message or <clears throat> a good perspective, I don't see anything wrong with that. And then, and then having commentary after it and to discuss it, you know what I mean? Like, what do you think? What's your perspective on it? Do you, do you agree? Do you disagree? And so it, it's also too, it's, it's, it's sort of an art to being live as well. Right. <laughs> it's, 
and and being able to to keep people's attention and not just be sitting here a fucking dipshit rambling right 90 percent <laughs> of the lives that go on now yeah well i wouldn't say they're all dipshits but i mean it's, it's no just we're not dipshits people but... rambling about you know and, and people want authenticity but it's but but they don't want if they're going to spend time with you they don't want it to be wasted time right that's exactly right so if you're going to if you're going to entertain somebody fucking entertain them right or inform them or you know if you can't entertain or inform i don't know what else be pretty <laughs> well that's what when people come to and they're, and they're like man i want to i want to start a podcast i want to do this and i tell them okay the first thing that you do is go record yourself right whatever your first show is going to be go just record yourself do your show then go back and listen to it how long can you listen to yourself, right? <laughs> if you're turning yourself off 30 seconds, your mind's already like, you know what? I don't, if you're turning your own self off after 30 seconds, other people aren't going to listen to you for three. <laughs> That's the bottom line. If you can't listen uh, to yourself, nobody else is going to. So that's a good to. determination as to can I run a podcast? Can I talk fluently for 30 minutes and not say the same thing over and over and over again. Yeah, yeah. And that's or become what a nervous found. wreck. And that's what I found when I was when I when 2020 happened. I was doing those 16 interviews a week. Mm -hmm. I was talking about the same shit that I was in every single one of them, damn near, because we talk about what we're going through in in our week, right? Right in the conversation it just naturally makes its way into the conversation because it's something that's in it's on your mind it's in your mind and so i was noticing that oh shit like yeah i mean it's a different story but it's basically the same me 16 times this week <laughs> right and so i had to let I, I i didn't put them out i didn't edit any of me out but i just i staggered where i put them episodes in right which fucked me all up because it's like you're supposed to just let it go as you go because then it gets too too confusing and now there's like 60 episodes that have they're now they're sitting there that are not evergreen well, you know you clip mean? out you, you clip out of them turn them into small little tiktoks you know Fuck turn them into shorts that. that's a lot of time well, but you but you you did them and they're there and and when you just have some downtime, you just work on them or whatever. But that's another aspect that people don't understand is material. Like we have to come up with shit to talk about. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So it's paying attention to the news, being out in society, being active, remembering everything that's happened to you, what you want to talk about, you know. And then when you talk about it, you can't talk about it again. You got to go get new material. Yeah. And reading work, from something man. and reading from something is a talent too, right? You're sitting there fumbling around reading through shit. And you know who does a good job at that is Russell Brand. Have you been paying attention to anything that he does? I like Russell Brand though. Yeah, he's got his shit dialed in, like all of his points, you know, on his paper, and he'll and he'll go. He just went on Bill Maher. He went on uh Gutfeld, and he also was he made he made the 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 cat the the u.s tour right and um he brought all these points to these shows to these mainstream shows and he's reading right off his paper which was like holy shit 
because he was able to say exactly what he wanted to say, exactly the way it was supposed to be said. And he he really did a great job. So I mean he's quirky. Well, Russell as fuck. Brand is a, yeah, but he he is uh that again is a, a human being who has formed his brain from his experiences in a very articulate, intelligent fashion. Mm-hmm. I, I have a deep respect for Russell Brand because of his thought pattern. And you know? he's entertaining while he's doing it too. Right. He, like, yeah, he's, he's entertaining. He's fun to do. I laugh my ass off at some of the like like off out of his neck shit that he says after he says something else. <laughs> yeah. But that's just it. Like, just like what what did he say when he 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 did that MSNBC guy? Did you watch the clip of that where he just buried this dude? No. All right. So that's out there. And so, anyways, he was saying something, and he's like, "Um, I don't, I, I'll fuck it up, but go watch it. It, it was a good clip." He was yeah, saying, I have hey. to catch up on some of his stuff. I it just, I'm so consumed. And then on everything that we talked about, that's just podcasting. Mm-hmm. I, I'm a founder of a nonprofit. You're a founder of a nonprofit. You know what I mean? And you work a salary job. I don't even have that hourly so job. It, no, so I, oh, you're not salary. No, well, so, so, but it's, it's, and I don't even have that. Like I say, I got to go out and do the Uber thing, you know, but it's man, there's only 24 hours in a day and you have to sleep at least. I mean, my hours is maybe five or six at least, you know? Yeah. It's tough, man. It's a tough juggle, but we are doing it and we're here. We're growing. And and I'm 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 happy with who I am. I'm comfortable where I'm at. I, I love everything that I've done and become. And I th- I think um even though that I'm under a great amount of pressure and stress, I, I I'm I'm happy with with what I've produced. I'm proud of myself, Sean. You know. Well, that's good. That's a good place to be. Because yeah, I'm sure is. there was a long time, you know, where you weren't. Which you know navigated where you where you ended up, you know mm-hmm. me too, you know misery misery loves company and it and you tend to, you know that's why that's why addicts love being around other addicts because they don't get judged by you know what I mean for anything they don't it's easy, and I I was gonna make a connection there but I, <laughs> I, 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 I as I, as it was coming out of my mouth I'm going no nah, it's not gonna make sense. <laughs> But I got to skedaddle, man. I got to get yeah, out yeah. there and get my day started, man. I love these conversations, though. These are great Saturday yeah, morning starters. Yeah, we're going to keep doing it. We'll keep doing it. And uh, for sure, and hopefully, like, consistency builds builds uh, builds a following. So if you guys are enjoying what you're hearing and you, uh, you know, want to help support the cause, you know, beyond beyond these things to help get the reach out there to, to like, you know, share, whatever fucking help with the algorithm Absolutely. Um, every saturday morning at 4 a.m pacific uh 7 a.m eastern till you know i, I slotted three hours you know mm-hmm. for for this so usually we've been going about two to two and a half um so yeah for sure join us uh every saturday morning and we'll bring you uh, our perspectives uh over some elevated coffee talk of the things that happen during the week and, and into just our regular shit, you know, the things that go through our head. No question. Maybe we can bring on some callers. No, we got we a mixer. Yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. Yeah. Shit. We'll bring on some callers and, and have them give their little opinions and we'll, 
Yeah, man, I love that. I love hearing from the people. Yep, yep, we can do that too. I got plenty of plenty of ways to to make that happen. So we'll we'll definitely have to uh, uh, do a little bit more um, research on this during the week for next week. And you can find me at SeanDustin.com. That's every everything that I'm doing. The show, the videos, the guest appearances that I've had on other shows. Uh, if you want to advertise, there's a, a, a rate uh, and tier uh, level thing over there. Um, you know, anything that I'm doing, uh, you'll find that over there. And Paul, thanks for uh, thanks for watching. Appreciate your uh, your patronage. And uh, Yeah, I saw the, the comment. Yeah, thank you, Paul. And hopefully we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, no question. I'm Thomas Freeman. You can find me at www.cominghomecoalition.com. It's a nonprofit charity here in the Tampa Bay area. We have a project going on called Project Start Fresh, where we take one homeless person, bring them from homelessness to self-sufficiency, um, and we, we, uh, we fundraise for that. I mean, we have a raffle going on now where people can go sign on for the raffle to win free baseball tickets. You don't have to pay anything to sign on, but we are asking at least for a dollar donation for each ticket, but it is absolutely free. You do not have to donate, but this is, this is what we got going on there. It's all to the battle homelessness, addiction. And of course my passion is, is incarceration, but um, you can just simply Google Thomas free me uh, or uh, the Thomas Free Me Show.com, Coming Home Coalition.com, any of those you can find all my platforms. Um, and thank you everybody for tuning in to, to today's discussion. For sure. And as always, keep it 100, stay true to yourself because everything Absolutely. else is just noise. Catch y'all next week. Peace. All right.